0: Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. It is Friday, June 30th, 2023. I'm Paul Fritschner, and for the final time this week, this is Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman without Tom Brenneman. Tom will be back next week, so we are filling in one final time here in the month of June. This is the final show of the month of June, and as I was saying the other day, for the seventh straight month, this show has grown, so we want to thank each and every one of you as we get this show started for keeping this thing going. It's been fantastic. We're just getting started on this ride, so it's been, it's been a great one with you, and let's get going here today. This is Off the Bench. It's live here on YouTube, and it comes your way every Monday through Friday, 10 a. Eastern Standard. To 12? P. That's right, Jacob. It's right here on YouTube. You can subscribe. You can like the video. You can also find this video and this show, really just the audio of this show, in podcast form. You can go to Apple. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Stitcher. You can go to really any podcast platform. This show is available there. Download it. Subscribe. Leave a rating and a review, too. You can do that to Chatterbox Reds. A lot of people have been leaving ratings and reviews for these shows. It helps. Whatever the algorithm is, Algo Boys, big Algo Boys over here. We love the algorithms. Thanks for watching this show. Let's get things going. (laughs) We have Rick Broering... Today, that'll be at 1030. The Reds take on the Padres tonight. That's at 510. Three games against the Padres, then four games against the Nationals, then three against the Brewers. And it's off into the All-Star break. We're going to talk about the Padres series. Talk about a little more going on around Cincinnati this weekend. Chat Power Rankings coming up mm-hmm. at the end of the show. And that's Reed on the Chat Power Rankings today. So if you have anybody you got to butter up, it's Mr. Reed Mouse over there. The cycle has come back to the mousetrap. It is Jacob, Elliot, Casey, Reed. Everybody is in studio today. Jacob, how are you today?
2: I'm doing all right, Paul. I felt like you were a
1: little quiet yesterday.
2: I was, I was, but I'm feeling good, you know, ready to go today.
3: Elliot? I couldn't be better. I couldn't be better, Paul. I came in here and, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful morning in Hamilton. Hamilton's, I've, I've, you know, I've said it all my life, really. Hamilton's the number one place in America, the number one place. And, you know, I get to come here for work every day, and I love it.
4: You ever see a fish in, like, you, you ever feel like a, a, a fish in water, and there's just a night crawler hanging yeah. right in front of you? That's Elliot fishing right now. He ain't going to get anything out of me.
3: <laughs> I ain't falling for the bait. No Elliot, how's your back doing? I'm okay. Seems I'm not like gonna, it's been getting better. I, yeah, <laughs> but I, it's not really, though. I, 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 I've, I'm trying to fight through the pain, but I'm not very strong. I don't, I don't handle adversity very well. I'm gonna be completely honest. It, it, it's certainly gotten better since whatever day I was sprawled out over here, um, but I, I, I think, I think just a couple more days I'll be healed. Reed has been my my emotional guide, my my support over there. He's been walking me through the pain, and you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get through this, Paul. I'm gonna get through this.
4: Good. So, so Elliot, um, just so you know, and this is a shout out. My my group chat keeps getting brought up in this uh, in on this show. Earlier today you were brought up in the group chat, and I think it's because you're anti Hamilton shtick. This is what was said. I wake up every day, get my coffee, read my paper, and just want ponder what kind of bullshit Elliot is gonna spew on off the bench today. So not <laughs> many fans in this group chat right now, Elliot.
3: Nobody likes me? That sucks. Guess I'll have to guess I'll have to move on from the from the Hamilton haters, but that's okay. I still have you guys number one in my heart. Number one in my all-time city ranks. We can get that next week, my all-time city ranks across America. Where would
1: you put Toledo on that list right now off the cuff?
3: Three, Hamilton, then Toledo. Yeah, yeah, 3,702.
1: Okay. Very specific
3: list. Right it's in the middle of the pack. Right above Gary, Indiana, but not very, far, not very far ahead.
1: Casey, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good. Um, Did you get tickets to FC Cincinnati? So, FC Cincinnati and Inter-Miami tickets went on sale uh, five minutes ago. And for those of you who might not know, that's Messi's new squad. Alex was in the in the queue for tickets. Did you get tickets?
0: I'm still waiting on an answer. She's supposed to tell me, one, how much they are. And then if she was able to buy any. So
1: This sounds like me going through the Taylor Swift ordeal back in November. Which, by the way, that's tonight.
2: Big time, and Big it's time, a Paul.
1: it's a good thing we're going tonight because I was looking at the weather for tomorrow night. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not good. Okay, so uh, I I am game planning on getting down there somewhere in the like four forty five range. Is that too late? Uh, well, so here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I don't we don't need to totally derail the show with non sports talk because I think Ronnie Smith might just go off the rails. If we do that, but I I do need to throw this out there to people because I think as a group in the chat, in this room, we can all kind of workshop this. I I feel like I have been downtown enough to Reds games, to Bengals games, to concerts, to big events. I feel very comfortable handling myself in a city. I'm not, I'm not somebody that's afraid of driving in a city. I'm from DC. You know how to, you know how to do these things. So I'm not afraid of that. I am afraid of getting down there and then figuring out that I'm going to have to Park at the casino and walk two miles.
2: I wouldn't Wait. get down there any later. No. Five, right around five, a little before five. But you're also
1: to. fighting Reds traffic right. at the same time, which is tough. Yeah, that's. Is, is there going to be a big crowd at this Reds game? Because I, I, don't know. I, I
2: think the crowd outside of Great American in the Banks area is going to be bigger than the crowd at the game. It's going to be people down there before the because Taylor Swift concert, watching the game on the TV, stuff like that.
1: How many people like Reed that were, you know, kind of casually interested in going to the game, you know, seeing the Padres, seeing the Reds? Nice, fun Friday night. And, well, no, Taylor Swift's down there. I don't want to go.
2: Well, last time I moved the game up to 5 o'clock, it didn't hurt attendance because it was the Zach Brown concert. Tonight, oh, moving yeah. the game up to 5 o'clock, I think that's going to kill attendance. People are going to have to leave work early or go straight from work. I, I, I don't think there's going to be a great number at the game tonight.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm going Saturday. I'm going Saturday to the Reds game. I think that's a 140 maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that hopefully is going to be better, but it's, it's again, right after the game, the traffic's going to be brutal. I think downtown Cincinnati tomorrow or tonight and tomorrow, it'll be the most crowded downtown has been in a long, long time. I mean, I'm talking parades, world series parades. I don't remember when, when was the last time downtown will be this crowded? Opening days. I, this will be more crowded than opening day. So. Yeah, oh, it'll yeah, be way because more picture
1: opening day happening at the same time as a Bengals game.
3: Yeah, no, that's it's true. it'll be way more that's crowded true. than opening days. Way more. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying that's the yeah next
1: closest big event.
3: Parking's going to be disgusting. Well, that's so that's You're what I'm have worried to park
5: about.
1: You're well, well, No, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of walking. I'm not afraid of walking to yeah. get there because I mean I have parked at the casino for a right. Bengals game before. I know. I know the walk. It's fine, but. I also don't want to make everybody else walk because we're not just driving ourselves. We're driving, you know, kind of carpooling down there. So. I have,
3: I have a friend who parked downtown yesterday. So she, she she parked the car downtown yesterday. She Ubered home and will Uber back for the concert tonight. And that way she'll have her car already parked. Now that's that's, that's an extreme. elite move. That's extreme. It's, it, it, it's I think it, it's I think extreme. it is extreme, but it's smart. It's an elite move, though. I I think I think
1: that's a big brain move. That is a very big brain move. Uh, Reed, you have decided against going down to the game tonight. Are you going tomorrow?
4: Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to go this weekend. Uh, maybe Sunday, but. Yeah, I was going to go down. Yu Darvish is pitching. I like seeing all the Padres. I mean, Juan Soto is probably a future Hall of Famer. Fernando, Fernando Tatis might get in the Hall of Fame someday. Manny Machado is a Hall of Famer. So a bunch of Hall of Famers on the field. As with whatever the Reds players are going to turn out to be, there might be some Hall of Famers there as well. So I'm just a fan of baseball, but I'm not going to go because it's yeah. going to be too crowded. I'm, from, I'm just a modest boy from Hamilton. So.
0: <laughs> so cheapest tickets for Inter-Miami were $220. And they were snatched up very quickly. So we're not getting tickets. But I was going to say, tonight might be the most packed it's been in a long time. But the only weekend that could rival it this year, September 22nd through the 25th, which is extending into Monday Night Football. But it's Pirates at Reds, Friday through Sunday. Charlotte at FC. Oklahoma at UC. Rams at Bengals. What a week weekend.
1: That whole 10-day stretch. There's a 10-day stretch in um, in September. There's a 10-day stretch where I think UC is home two weekends in a row. Oktoberfest is happening in Cincinnati. The Bengals are home for Monday Night Football. The Reds have at least two home series. It's that week. It's that stretch. It's the stretch of Oktoberfest, which is the weekend before that weekend, leading into that weekend. That might be one of the greatest 14-day stretches this city has seen in a long time. Because at that point, there's a chance that the Reds are still in this thing and that they are going for a division title at that point, which is banana lands to say. I can't believe we're sitting here on June 30th saying this, but right now the the Reds are 81 games into the season, and we're having ourselves a conversation on whether September 23rd, 24th, 25th, the Reds are going to be competing for a division in front of a city that is going to be – out of its mind, those 10 days. Because that's, I believe, the first game of, uh, I think the 23rd is the first Big 12 game for UC. I think that's Oklahoma.
5: It is Oklahoma. Yeah. I think that's Oklahoma. It is. It is Oklahoma. I think
1: that's the Big 12 opener for UC. So all of that happening in a 10-day stretch is just going to, that's just going to light the city on fire. <laughs> it is. It is. Elliot, what? we haven't talked a ton about UC. You and I were talking about it yesterday at lunch.
3: Yeah. Do you have just any overall thoughts on UC joining the Big 12? It's going to be bad it's at first. It's going, to be, it's going to be bad at first. I am – obviously, like, the recruiting is going to go way up. The, 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 the dollars are going to go way up. It's nothing but good things can happen from joining the Big 12. But I think fans are still, like, kind of riding a high of, you know, making the playoff and college basketball. You know, everybody loves UC college basketball, as do I. Like, oh, yeah, it's going to be fun playing Kansas. But no, it's not, though, right? I mean, they're going to win by 47 points. 47 points. I think it's going to be a slaughter. There's going to be an adjustment period. At first, uh, a new head coach in football, I don't think uh, – I think the first year for every new head coach at U, for UC football, the past three head coaches have gone under four wins, four or less wins, if I, if I read that stat correctly, which means joining the Big 12 is certainly not going to improve that number um
1: four and a half is the win total we heard charlie uh walter the other day on our show charlie walters who is going to be the uh uc uh i guess the way to say the uc guy for chatterbox sports he's going to be hosting the post game shows and everything else for uc basically like what you see with chatterbox reds that's going to be charlie walter and one of his friends you can follow charlie on twitter uh just go search his name charlie walter it's not hard to find um we pitched him the other day at over four and a half wins. He said, take the over. You are not taking the over.
3: I'm taking the under. I'm not a Scott Satterfield guy. I think <laughs> I'm, I, the, so, there's some guys that wear a visor and I just get turned off. Scott Satterfield's one of them. Uh, Louisville fans begged him to get out, of the, get out of the school. So I don't know. I, I, think, I think we're in for a rude awakening. As a UC fan you know, in both
1: sports, you know, one thing that was a very hot topic in this studio for a long time, and chatterbox OGs will very much remember all the discussion that we had when UC was looking for their new coach, when Luke Fickle took his talents up there to Madison. Mm. But this was very much before you guys. So I want to get both of your thoughts. Elliot, mm. did you want Dion?
3: Did I want who? Dion? Dion. Oh, yeah, I absolutely wanted Dion. Absolutely, I want Dion. I I think Dion would have Dion would have made UC like what's happening with the Bengals, what's happening with the Reds. It's just it would just be an electric factory. I think Dion's also very good at his job. We you would have seen like you're seeing with Colorado, a ton of very good talent all going to Colorado. So you would have seen it all come to UC. Yeah, Dion would have Dion would have made this school amazing.
5: Yep.
1: Jacob, are you a Dion guy? So
3: number one, I don't think
2: Dion's a very good football coach.
1: Okay. Um,
3: so
2: that's the big pushback there. Hmm. Uh, and I, I think UC fans were more or less delusional the whole time that he would even think about coming here.
3: Would you rather have Dion or Scott Satterfield? Well,
2: that's not what I'm saying. Scott Satterfield's also a bad football coach. Okay. I, right. I right. think UC fans were delusional to think they had a chance of getting Dion. I, I think that was one of the least appealing jobs of the offseason this year. You're moving to a new conference, you don't have the talent to compete in the Big 12, like Elliot just said. It's going to take years to get there. Dion's going to a school like Colorado where you can get um, transfer recruits. No transfers coming to, I mean, granted, Dion changes. You come play for Dion, yeah. but Boulder, Colorado is a little nicer than Cincinnati, Ohio, with all love and respect to my city.
1: How much did Nick Saban pay you to do that little <laughs> monologue?
2: <laughs> no, I just don't think, De- I mean, Dion's coached HBCU football. You play in less than group of five talent. You're going to go to a Power 5 school. I, I mean, like we'll he, see how it works. I feel like he's been but, pretty
3: successful, though. Like you, how do you knock a coach for being successful at a lower level?
2: No, I'm, I'm not necessarily. But to jump from that level of competition to Power 5 football is a massive jump. What, and I don't think he's going to be successful.
3: But what has been the disconnect for you to be like, okay, he's not a good football coach with immense success at Because he level.
2: had the talent disparity between him and the other teams who were playing at Jackson State was in, insane. He was getting five-star recruits. There was a handful of three stars on the other combined rosters. That's the big difference. So,
1: Elliot, you don't think it's all just one big show? You don't think that the Dion show is just Coach Prime and it's going to flame out at Colorado?
3: That's my issue. I, I, I do think there is that aspect to it, and I think you saw What was the video that went viral where he was, like, cutting players? Like, you guys are just not good enough. Remember that one? There is, there is, the. Oh, ask-
1: Deion's coming. Yeah,
3: Deion's. He's coming. He told all the players and those poor guys, they were sitting in that looks like a classroom. He's like, yeah, when I get here, you guys are all cut. And it's like, that's brutal. I, and he brings, you know, the cameras and everything.
2: Well, he lost a lot of transfers that weren't producing. I mean, Colorado won one game last year. You get those guys out. He also lost their leading receiver, their leading rusher, and their best corner. Like, he's – people are not wanting to play for Dion at the
3: level that people think. In my opinion. I just, think, I just think for the first year of the Big 12, I think Dion would have helped UC immensely.
1: Casey, what are your thoughts on Deion Sanders? We haven't shared those in a while.
3: Yeah, um, I was in the camp that I wanted him. Um,
0: and it wasn't necessarily for his coaching skill. I just thought that the talent that he could bring to UC year one would be at least able to compete with the Big 12. I, I thought that his draw, his appeal to so a lot of these recruits, would have would have been the, the, the factor, you know. I'm not sure if he's – I couldn't make a judgment call whether or not he's a good coach or not because of what Jacob described. I mean, he's got five – he had, I think, the top corner, right? The top well, – he played yeah. both
2: sides of the ball. He was the top receiver. Yeah,
0: player. top receiver and top corner. He was a uh, five-star recruit playing for him. And, I mean, the dude could have been playing at Ohio State or Alabama. You know, like the dude had – amazing talent at jackson state and it's just hard to judge sorry it's hard to judge what he was doing there as compared to a power five school so it's just it's just tough tough to decide whether or not he would be a good coach or not but i thought you know bring the talent and we'll figure out the coaching later maybe he ends up figuring it out but those were my thoughts
1: Scott Satterfield doesn't necessarily feel like he moves the needle. I don't know anything about him as a head coach. I didn't follow his teams at Louisville. But he just doesn't, it just doesn't feel like, from what I've read and from what I've seen and from the Louisville fans that basically ran him out of town. That's
2: never good. When you hire a coach and his old fan base is ecstatic that he's gone, that's never good.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they did kind of run him out of town. And now he ends up at UC where. You know, John Cunningham has very clearly made decisions coaching-wise where now in all three major sports at UC, he has made the hire. When you look at basketball, where he replaced John Brandon now with Wes Miller, Scott Satterfield, and then the new baseball coach that came down from Central Michigan. All three coaches are now Cunningham hires. This is a pretty – crucial time for UC football because you're going into a new conference. You're hiring somebody that a lot of fans are rightfully skeptical about. And now you got to decide what, what are we doing here? Four and a half wins. Does five wins cut it a season and a half after, after going to the college football playoff playoffs, not going to expand for another, what two years next, not this season. Yeah. Next next two years. Yeah. So, This year, you're getting by, but then Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big 12. So what does the Big 12 even look like football-wise?
3: It'll be a shell of itself. When do you think the Super Conference is coming to play?
2: the year after the play You know what's going to happen? The year after the playoffs? In my opinion, yeah, we're going to get to three conferences with 15 teams and then there's going to be, be a, f- a so
3: D2. It'll be SEC, Big 10, Big 12.
2: It'll be a combo of the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Okay. In what it, is what I think is going to happen, it'll be called the Big 12 from everything I've seen and it'll it'll they'll drag in the Washington, Oregon, all the teams that didn't okay. join the Big 10. Then you have essentially three conferences, 15 teams, 45 teams fighting for 12 playoff spots.
4: Jacob, I've uh, I've had this thought for a while in college football because the 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 hardest thing, I've never been able to get into college football. I never grew up around a a big fan of a college football team, so I just never really got into it. And one of the hardest things for me to get into is the fact that there's so few of games that I know that matter. Like, as an Alabama fan, there's only two games a season that you're really like, all right, they might lose this game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the other 10, they're going to win by two touchdowns at least, if not more. So – in an effort to try and create as many competitive games as possible, I've thought that college football should kind of take a European football. Relegation? Yeah. So you, you get the, ten, the 20 greatest college football programs. You put them in the top 20, whatever you want to call it, the, the top tier. Right. And they compete. They play 10 games against each other and then have a little bit of a playoff. The next 20 teams do the exact same thing and you go down the line and the bottom five teams of that division get kicked out, go down one division. The top five teams of the neck of the, the yeah. second tier go up to the top tier and you just keep doing that every single year. And like you'd have UC in the top tier playing 10 games, probably doing really bad a couple of years ago, yeah. and then get kicked down. And I feel like that'd be a lot of fun if you're a fan of uh, – top tier team, and all of a sudden Notre Dame in the 1990s winning national championships in the 80s, then then they go four and eight kicked out, see a later Notre Dame, and then you don't see them around for a while. We kind of have pseudo
2: relegation anyway. Like UC kills it in the American makes the playoff they get the opportunity to join the Big 12. Like, it, I mean, yeah. it's not a year by year basis, but it's still, you, you, you dominate the group of five conferences, you get a chance to move up to the power five and then have a legitimate shot to play for the playoff.
4: I guess I just don't need to see Ohio State play Rutgers ever again. That's or true. Maryland. In, or
2: Those are conference teams. So, I mean, you got to play the conference. What that's but, what I'm saying. I mean, in 2020 during COVID, schedules went, you know, in the toilet right off the rip. And the SEC played a 10-game conference schedule. And it was awesome. I mean, yeah. every week was you, – you were getting up for the game every week. You were excited to watch it. I don't know why you can't play uh, – where are you in over an eight-game or a nine-game conference schedule in the SEC? Why can't you play 10? You don't need three cupcakes. Take a bye week and two cupcakes. Play a 13-game season
1: yeah no i i I agree with you and and, you know i I, cj asked who i I root for without and and you we were talking about football the other day where i I feel like my connection to football like i didn't grow up playing football i didn't go to a college that had football so i have a very loose connection with just the sport in general i i like i watch notre dame I, i watch pretty much every every notre dame game but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and feel like my world is crushed if Notre Dame loses on a Saturday. You know, it's just kind of one of those things where I watch college football every Saturday because it's a great, it's a great, uh, There are there is at least one great game every week, it feels like. As Reed always points out, it might take a hundred bad games to get to that one good game on a Saturday like Alabama and Tennessee last year. But it's still, it's still a, uh, it'll still at least produce something for you. Now, I think we're going to get to a point here in 10 15 years where we say it it might just be one big free-for-all it might just be one you know we play all these conferences jacob you mentioned the super conferences you know 315 team conferences whatever it might be big 10 big 12 sec but then it's just going to become everybody's an independent well why don't you just play teams that are close to you that match up with you yep. want to play teams around you so, geographically back to conference. oh wait we already did that. That's conferences. <laughs> and then you just start the whole cycle over again. I do think – I do think I, you, you get tired of playing, you know, the, the Alabama and Vanderbilt game. That doesn't need to happen. I know it doesn't happen every year because they're in two different divisions. But Ohio State doesn't need to consistently play Rutgers. Alabama doesn't need to ever play Vanderbilt.
2: I mean, I guess the issue with that then is there are other sports. So I mean, Vanderbilt wins the SEC in baseball almost every year. Like, yeah. So I mean, you you, you have to t- bite the bullet on worse football games for other sports. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Conferences are an issue. Like, conferences are an issue. There's too too many conferences, in my opinion. We I mean,
4: we we've seen this with Notre Dame. They've already, yeah. you know, their football team isn't in a conference while the rest of their sports
2: are cowards.
4: <laughs> well, I'm just, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like. Why does the football team need to be in a conference? It makes enough money to where I guess I guess the the conferences are going to try and hold on to these football um, teams as long as they can. But I just don't need to see, as Paul put it, as I put it, Alabama versus Vanderbilt ever again. See, think, I'm I'm yeah. tired of college football. Every time that the the Tennessee Alabama game happens, all these like huge college football fans go. This is why it's the greatest sport ever. There is one time a year where it's a perfect storm of, you know, the, the Tennessee Alabama game, a team that hasn't won in 20 years, playing at home against the number one team in the country, and they win, and all the pomp and circumstance of college football comes into fruition, and it's a beautiful thing. It truly is absolutely beautiful, but you can't after the game's over. This is why it's the best when it happens once a year across the entire sport.
2: Now, I am a college football is the best sport in the world guy. Um, my pushback to that, I guess, would be the Bengals started 0-2 last year and went to the AFC Championship. If you lose two games in college football, your season is over. That's why I love it. You, if you lose
4: one game, you're but sitting on the only, edge of your seat the whole time. But they, there's only two games that they can lose. Like, there's only uh, – Alabama plays two games all year that they can lose. It can lose every game. But At they, State beat Michigan, like –
5: Based yeah,
2: 17 years ago.
4: You're, you're pulling right. something that happened 17 like, years ago.
2: Upsets happen.
4: Very rarely. Very rarely. True. Right, like, That's i what I'm I'd, saying. Rather watch,
2: I'd rather watch Miami, Ohio versus Toledo than Texans, Jaguars. I guess <laughs> not Jaguars anymore, but... People say like that... Mac football, Sunbelt football is the best on a Tuesday, Wednesday night. Because every
4: game can happen. Can- because every game they can beat. There's, not, there's right. not Alabama versus it. People are like, upsets happen. That's what's great about college football. is, is the same argument as before the DH happened. Be like, wait, we're never going to see a pitcher hit a home run again? It's like, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it's awesome when it does happen. But it's also terrible for the sport that this guy strikes out 90 of 100 times. Doesn't put the ball in place. Sometimes doesn't even try to. Just walks up there and takes three pitches. I'm just, I want to see the best teams play each other. 10 times. I want to see Alabama play Ohio State every single year. I want it to be that super conference. I want it to be devolve everything else. The relegation thing that I say, I want 10 competitive games for Alabama. I want 10 competitive games for Ohio State. I want 10 competitive games for Clemson. Whatever team you want to say. I want to see it every single Saturday. Yeah,
1: like what's the problem with Alabama going eight and four and still being number one and, and getting th- in into, a into playoff?
4: Right, and you got Like I think that guys. would be great.
1: Why? Win your conference. Play, play the good teams in the playoff.
2: It's a 12-team playoff in two years. Play the good teams in the playoff. You got to earn the right to get there. You're still earning
4: the right yeah. to get there. You're just playing 12 competitive games. I like, would that, that,
2: rather that, see the, the Alabama Ohio State for the first time in the national championship than for the second or third time that year. I mean, that's part of the pushback I have with the MLB schedule revamp too. Part of the fun of the World Series was you had no idea who was better, the AL or the NL. Like, you're playing for the first time in the World Series. That was awesome. Play the division more often. That's awesome. Like getting to see these big brands play each other is such a bigger deal because it doesn't happen as often. Like, Alabama-Ohio State is such a big deal because it happens once every five years,
4: every six years. So just, just so we're clarifying, you are – I'm just preaching that I want more competitive games. And you're saying not the sport is better because there are fewer competitive games. I want games. more
2: conference games. I don't want Ohio State playing Alabama in the regular season. I, I don't. I don't think that's good. It makes the playoff less exciting.
1: How, though? Because you're not
2: seeing them for the first time. You'd see the teams that play in the playoff. Cause Was the Baltimore Ravens-Bengals
4: game still exciting? They played three times. I don't want college times. football to be the
2: NFL. I don't want college football to be the NFL. We're already getting there with the mega conferences. You're going to end up with the AFC and the NFC. Like, that's horrible. It's not horrible. Two losses ruining your season is the greatest thing about college football. Two losses ruin your season. Alabama lost two games this year, and they had zero chance at making the playoff. That is awesome. Twelve games, you can't lose two of them. I, I mean, I love that. There's no other sport like that in the world.
4: Here, here's, if, if there's only two games. I, I'm just, I'm just tired of worried about the only caring about three games all year long. Yeah,
0: I think, I think I'm the non-conference games need to be buffed. You know, they, they can't be playing the Citadel or or, or Toledo. Like I, I, think that what should happen is those non-conference games they need to play the the ACC. Big 12, Big 10. Those are your three. You got to choose one team out of those conferences. You can't play some out-in-the-middle-nowhere D2 school anymore. That, that should not happen anymore.
1: Elliot, your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I, I actually agree with Jacob for the part that I think it is. it would be way more fun to see Alabama-Ohio State for the first time in the national championship game. I actually agree with him on that one. They can still play. I, my issue with college football, and, and, and Casey just alluded to it there. That we have half the teams in college football, where every game they play their entire season doesn't matter. Toledo's season doesn't matter, it'll never matter ever.
4: Well, it the, matters. They have different. They have different the, goals. They have different goals. Game. Game. Bowl, bowl games don't. games games don't matter. No, no they're, they're matter. playing to, to win their conference. They right. understand that they're never going to play national championship. Yeah, but that's dumb. as a team. That's They, dumb. they understand that well, that
3: whole that whole idea is dumb. And that's just a, college, a college. College football. basketball. College baseball. The, the the smallest school in America can go play for a national championship. They know when they start their season, if they do their job. I know some schools, obviously, you have to go undefeated. But if you go undefeated, you're going to play or have the opportunity to play for a championship. College football is the only sport where that's just like, no. Half the teams, you just don't matter. My, you just don't count.
4: My, my biggest problem with college football, I draw back to, I think it was 2020, maybe 2021. When did Ohio State play Northwestern in the, the Big Ten championship? Was that 2020? Ohio State won by three touchdowns and Ohio State fans had a terrible time. They won their conference. You're you're saying conferences matter. They won their conference by three touchdowns and the fans had a terrible time. There's something wrong with the sport when that happens. As an Ohio State fan, you're not playing to win your conference though.
2: Then why have the conferences?
4: Then why have the conferences? To get into the playoff. Okay, well, ten, I'm just you're saying end. you're trying you're – trying, you, you you have the conferences to get in the playoff. Right. So you can play these big games. Right. Why not just play those big games already? Because then that waters down the championship rounds. No, it doesn't. You're still –
2: a championship will always be a championship. I think it is better to have the first Alabama-Ohio State game in the championship as to week three or four. I, I think playing those games in the regular season makes the playoff less exciting.
4: Do you think that Major League Baseball should go back to, to the old format yes. of you got to win your pennant?
2: No, 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 no! I thought you were gonna say the old format of scheduling.
4: No, no. So, you,
2: Major League Base. Part of why I love college football waters, so much is because it's different than every it other sport. It waters
4: down. It waters down the the regular season. then. Right. So why 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 if, the regular season is more important in college football than any correct? Other sport. So why not make it more important in, in baseball?
2: Why are why are you
5: because not arguing?
2: Like, part of why college football is great is because it's different. I mean, there's baseball, professional sports. Baseball, you're playing 162 games. You want more teams to compete for the playoffs.
3: to, To defend Jacob, I there's like if you look at Ohio State, Michigan, that's the best college football game on the slate of the season. Always, it's it's electric. If you play that game three times, that loses significant interest. Correct. If you play Ohio State, Michigan once, and then they play again in the championship game every time, then it just starts to lose lose value to me. That's to defend Jacob.
4: I, I don't want I, I to go through a decade of, of games just to get this perfect storm of Ohio State versus Alabama once every decade. I don't want to do that anymore.
2: But I think because you're going to see Clemson, and Alabama though. every year. I, that's the difference. Because the top team.
3: <laughs> like the, the, the I thought, don't want to waste uh, time. <laughs> the, th- the thought of Ohio State and Michigan playing in the national championship game, again, that would be like the first time ever, right? Yeah. That, that a rival like that would play each other in the championship and in the regular season. I think that would have been electric, just the idea of it. But if you have that every single season, then it starts to lose meaning, in my opinion.
1: Where it gets it, frustrating is Elliot's point that half the sport can't even compete.
3: Correct. Well, that's why you win the American to move
2: to the Big 12 so you have a chance to compete. Like, but the, you don't have a chance to compete in the American. But all Mac, school's, get...
3: all Mac schools dead. All Mac correct. schools just dead. Correct. But then, then, that, then the, the move them down to D2 because why, why, what are we doing here?
2: I don't necessarily yeah. disagree with that. It, okay,
3: well then if that's if that's the case, then, then I would agree with you. If you want a chance to if, w-
2: compete for a national if, championship, move down.
1: Here's that's what I, I have never understood with teams that are – and this is why it's very frustrating to like try to be a fan of a team that is not Alabama, uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, and then the one-off team, the, the, the random team. This year it was TCU. Some years it's Oregon. One year it might be Michigan. One year it might be Notre Dame. But whatever that, whatever that fifth team is that shows up that competes for the fourth spot that we're even not going to be talking about here in the next, what, two years because it's going to expand to 12, that if I'm a fan of one of those teams, I'm not a fan of a MAC team. I'm not a fan of a Sunbelt team. I'm not a fan of any of these group of five teams. But if I was, how do you inspire yourself every single Saturday to wake up and give – any kind of care about that game when you know that it literally doesn't matter because your team can't win a championship. Well, you're, you're saying
2: it doesn't matter. Those teams aren't playing for a national championship. You're playing to
3: win your conference and go to a bowl game. But That like gives t-
2: a ton of money to your school. It helps your program. It helps with recruiting.
3: Bowl games you're not are, playing for a national bowl games, championship. Bowl games suck. And if, you play for, if, you, if, you pl- if you're like, all right, guys, we're going to win our season, and then we're going to go play in the Go Daddy Bowl, hard to get up. Hard to, get I, I up the, hard to get up at 5 in the morning for two-a-days when, 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 when the best thing you can do is the GoDaddy Boca Raton Potato Bowl. Yes. Hard, to, hard to wake up. Hard to get the juices So win a, win a
2: couple of those bowls and then get a chance to move up to the Power 5 and but compete for the but, real stuff. But
3: you know that's not what happens. You know because that's not teams what
2: happens. can't do it consistently. Okay. Wow. UC does it consistently. They get to the Big 12. BYU does it consistently. They get to the Big
3: 12. Okay. Get to the
2: Power 5 conferences and you have a chance to compete.
3: Go Rockets.
1: Rick Bruyne, do you have any thoughts on any of this?
6: Slayer Bowl. (laughs) What? (laughs) I believe that's a bowl game, right? The Tax Uh, Slayer Bowl? Of course. Yeah, what about you? You, Is that your favorite bowl? Yeah, I think so. I'd say it's top three for me. (laughs) What's the other two? I can't disclose that at this time, Paul.
3: Okay, that's fine.
6: To Elliot's point, point, bowl games suck. I mean, he's absolutely right. Bowl games suck.
3: Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. They're meaningless. Elliot, you want to talk to Rick? He, Elliot, Hi, Rick.
1: Elliot has been talking to me all week, just chomping at the bit, waiting for this interview. It's Friday at 10.30. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot. Rick,
6: Rick, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm a zebra guy. I'm a zebra guy. Thank you. I think you. the zebra zillionaires are, are uh, I'm looking to make a lot of money this week. I, I feel
3: success coming. Thank you. Uh, by the way, I was, so I worked with Rick. Uh, I was producing games for NKU, the Horizon League champions. Rick, you promised me a Horizon League championship ring. Where is I'm still it? Waiting on, I'm still waiting on those, Elliot. I believe they're in the mail. Okay, all right. Then I guess we'll just—I'll yeah, right. I'll wait. I'll keep waiting. But you know, as time goes by, I mean, I don't many, see any I, rings on my hand. I—it's okay, not right now. I don't. But I think That's you're right. hiding them. You and you and <laughs> no. Kelch are storing them somewhere. I don't know where, but you're you're hiding them.
6: Where do
1: you well, think well, Jim I might Kelch, do that Kelch stores But My good friend Jim birds.
3: Kelch would never. I, yeah. I don't know where Kelch stores them, but I know Rick's got them.
1: Rick. Uh, First off, thanks for joining the show. We appreciate it. We we uh, we have a lot of people here in the chat that are uh, anxiously awaiting a little. Let's talk. Let's start a little bit with uh, with college basketball because we haven't talked about that in a long time. Probably maybe since the last time you came on and kind of got an overview of what's going on around here. So for everybody that's uh, that's that's uh, maybe paying attention to what's going on right now, summer recruiting schedule has is, is been ebbs and flows here lately. So w- between Xavier and UC. Um, can you just kinda give everybody an update of, of we'll start with Xavier and then go to UC, uh of where everybody's at and what's going on right now in the in the local landscape.
6: Oh jeez. uh where do you want me to start because we've only had about three months worth of uh, transfer portal news. L- let's distortion. let's <laughs> let's
1: just get the the very top. What people need to know.
6: Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for me that I'm looking at right now is this is about to be one of the most interesting basketball seasons from a storyline standpoint in local memory. I mean from the I'm covering Xavier, obviously. I think they're probably the least interesting local team this year. And that's a team that's replacing most of their roster, kind of doing a rebuild after running it back with a lot of the same guys last year. And they've got one of the best coaches in the sport who's entering a second year in Sean Miller. They've got – few high-level freshmen coming in as well. I'm really excited to see Trey Green, who was a, a top 65 point guard in the class and one of the best shooters in the country. So I think that's where that's where you start with Xavier, and then it just gets more interesting from there. UC, I find fascinating this year. They've completely reshaped that roster. I think the big key for me with UC is, do the two big guys get their waivers to play immediately? A C Spandago, and uh, Jameel Reynolds, the two big man transfers that they added could be huge additions to what Wes Miller wants to do this season, especially as they move into the Big 12. But if those guys aren't eligible to play right away, then you're back in a spot where I think you're seeing a lot of Victor in playing the five, maybe Seamus Lukosius coming over from Butler is playing the four more. And uh, I think you get into more of an undersized situation as you go into the Big 12. And that's probably not ideal for them. So I'm really looking at the waivers coming through on those two big men when we talk about UC. And then uh, I always include Kentucky in the local teams because I think so many of the fans up here are UK fans, at least the people that I talked to and grew up around are. Uh, so Kentucky is probably the most interesting storyline out of all of them. You've got a lot of things converging this year with the the John Calipari storylines of the fan base getting reckless, uh, restless with him and, and feeling like He's past due to have more postseason success than he's had. You've got this incredible freshman class that he's brought in, probably the best he's had in his career at UK to this point. And uh, yet they're trying to still put together a roster here at the last minute, just two weeks before they head to Canada. They added two new players just this past week. So I think this UK team is certainly going to be one to follow as we lead up to the season. But I'm really excited to get the college basketball season going.
1: I'm sick of hearing people saying that Calipari is going to be fired. He's not going to be fired. He's not – that's just not on the table. But I I do think that there's going to come
6: a point here where maybe he's not fired, but he's got to do something. Yeah, I mean, you got to you gotta use your Lexington translator, Paul. They don't understand uh, concepts in big words. So, you know, they say, fire cow! But really what they mean is eventually we'll just have to run him out of here because we hate him so much, which is a possibility despite his giant buyout. I do think this year if he were to, like, not make the NCAA tournament, I'm of the belief that he would end up resigning and walking away. I just don't think you'd be able to – uh, stay at Kentucky, and that would be a tenable situation if they failed to make the tournament again this year. I mean, there's no way they miss the tournament with this roster, right? I wouldn't think so. Definitely not. And I, that's why I'm saying, I mean, that's a worst-case scenario. It, but, but does but,
1: like an eight or nine seed playing a one seed and getting run out of town, does that cut it? Does that even qualify
6: I, as making the tournament for that fan base? I don't think so. And that's what I say. Not making the tournament is where you start talking about Cal needs to leave. And then I think there are a few more scenarios from there, like the one you just laid out, which – Uh, is going to have the fan base pretty riled up. So Now, that being said, he did just land a big 2024 commit already for next season, a top 50 center. We'll see if he stays in the 2024 class or if he joins them this year because they might need a little extra help in the front court. But, yeah, I mean, it's always tough to fire Cal when he's got one of the top two or three recruiting classes in the country coming in the following season. But that could be the situation we find ourselves in after this year if things don't go well.
1: Rick hosts the skinny podcast with Richard Skinner of local 12. And it's a great local podcast. I'd highly recommend anybody uh, wants to go check it out. It's good for, for local sports and everything digestible. It's quick. It's less than an hour every week. Skinny's very entertaining. Uh, not that you're not Rick, but you have, we have no, you skinny on, right? is very entertaining. But I skinny is agree. very entertaining. <laughs> um, but you guys have obviously been talking a lot lately about the reds and we haven't had you on since the reds have been good. And I remember, uh, probably back in in late April, uh, the right around the, when the Reds were seven and fifteen, right around that mark, and you guys did an episode. I think they were three games under five hundred. They had lost a series, and you guys did a, a skinny pod, and you asked Skinny the question: Do the Reds ever get back to five hundred this season? And both of you unequivocally, very quickly, said absolutely not. Like this no is chance. not the season that they turn things around. This is not, and that's what. I believe Jacob, Elliott, Casey, Reed. I mean, I think anybody that had a brain at that point and looked at the Reds roster would tell you the Reds were not going to get back to 500. Could they get over their win total of 65 and a half? Probably. But to 82 wins, that's a lot. Now look at where we are. Halfway through the season, the Reds are tied for first place in the NL Central. Uh, Rick, your thoughts?
6: They got me. I was wrong. Uh, I mean, I... (laughs) Paul, I, I, the way they approached this offseason and then coming into the year, do you remember that Jason Vossler was on this team? Remember I that remember day? sitting like – Rick,
1: I remember sitting doing the Chatterbox opening day show down at Moorline, and we were there, you know, three, four hours before opening day. Nick Kirby was sitting to my left, and they released the opening day lineup. And I saw Vossler. I had never heard that name. I didn't know how to pronounce it. I didn't know if it was Vosler, Voslier. I didn't know what it was. And he said, Jason Vossler, he's in the starting lineup on opening day. And I said, yeah, that's what I'm reading right here. And now now here we are
6: tied for first place. I was at Smoke Justice that day and uh, there was an audible buzz around the building going, who the hell is Vossler? I remember that distinctly. Who is this Vossler guy? So that was the big memory we had to look back to on opening day. And the talk was like, maybe... Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green and Graham Ashcraft will start forming some semblance of a top of the rotation this year to give the fans something to look forward to as we head into a window that would seem like they'd be able to compete. And uh, all of a sudden you start bringing up some of these young position players and they completely turn things around. So this has been incredibly fun to watch, but if you've been listening to the Skinny Podcast, I'm also of the belief that fans need to pump the brakes a little bit, just enjoy what's happening right now, enjoy the fact that they're ahead of schedule, and quit worrying so much about giving the entire farm system away just to improve to make the playoffs this season.
1: So what do you think they do? I mean, that's been the topic of conversation here for the last two or three weeks where we're trying to, you know, figure out, okay, you're going to get into a situation now in June or in July where you play the Brewers six times, and after the after that six-game stretch against the Brewers, they don't play the Brewers they, three more times the rest of the season. That's it after that six games bookending the All-Star break. So you don't have a ton of time to make up ground with. The team that you're, you're potentially competing with to win the division, maybe the Cardinals make a run at some point. They look kind of dead. Maybe the the um, Cubs hang around. Who knows how they play throughout the, the home stretch of the season. But if it's the Reds and the Brewers, you only have nine games left against them, and six of those are back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. So what do you think this
6: team can or, or should do going here into July and in the trade deadline? Well, they should be trying to improve the pitching staff like everyone wants them to. But the reality of being able to improve the pitching staff and improve it to the point that you would not only make the playoffs, but be capable of making a run in the playoffs is, I mean, just not all that realistic to me this season with what you have to work with, unless you're going to be giving up guys like CES and Noel V. Marte. And if you give up those two guys, that might return you a top of the rotation type guy. But that's one. This pitching staff right now, Paul, has four healthy pitchers. And as Richard Skinner said so eloquently yesterday on our podcast, three of them suck. <laughs> so I, like that that's the issue that they're faced with right now. One top of the rotation pitcher is great, but you're willing to give up some of your top prospects for one pitcher that might not be enough to get you over the hump that you need this year? I'm not willing to do that. I want a two-, three-, four-year window with this group of core young guys. And if that means standing pat this year and missing the playoffs by a few games or just getting into the playoffs and not being able to win that first series, I'm fine with that. Because what this season is proving to me right now is that they can go all in next year, spend some money in free agency. Maybe next year you look at getting rid of a guy like Jonathan India in the offseason. I've heard you guys talk a lot about that. I'm not against trading a guy like Jonathan India, but why don't you wait until you've seen most of a season from some of these young guys that, you know, McClain and LaCruz and steer, and maybe a guy like CES even are actually major league caliber hitters and are going to do it for the course of an entire season. If you get through this season and you still feel the same way about all these guys, like we've got a log jam in the infield, we've got to move one of these pieces, then package Jonathan India with somebody and move him. But right now, I don't think that's what they should be focused on. I think you try to get the best deal you can for a middle-of-the-rotation type pitcher, whether that means Nick Senzel and one of your really young low-level guys that you're not as focused on in the minor league system, or it's uh, maybe you're just taking on an expiring contract and and paying most of that and giving them one of your major league guys who uh, isn't really in the plans for the future. I'm not sure, but that's that's what I'm looking for is a bargain deal, another team that's kind of desperate to get rid of an expiring contract to get you through this year, hopefully get you a little closer to the playoffs. But I'm not giving away any young pieces of value just yet.
1: Rick, a couple more questions for you. Uh, any any thoughts just where we're at now? It's kind of a dead period with the Bengals and, and everything else going on right now as they kind of turn their attention toward training camp coming up here in a few weeks. But um, do you have any overarching overall thoughts? You can say no, but I'll give you the floor. Anything on the Bengals here just
6: casually before the, the season gets going? We flip the calendar to July. No, I just think there's there's so much talk about Joe Burrow's contract right now, and uh, that's just one thing that I could honestly care less about. Like, or I could not Why? care less about. It because he's going to get signed, and it's going to be for a ton of money. He'll be the highest-paid quarterback ever. Quit, like, quit worrying so much about that. Yes, there is concerns about how the deal is structured and how many guys will be able to be signed in terms of his wide receivers and keeping that core together after you make that deal. But the, the constant conversation about, like, is Joe Burrow's deal going to get done to me is just – completely pointless and and mind numbing. I'm so sick of hearing about it because, and granted skinny and I talk about it as much as anyone. So I fully understand that it's something you kind of have to address right now, especially when there's not a lot going on, but uh, Joe Burrow is going to get signed and it's going to be a deal that makes sense for both him getting paid as much as anybody quarterback, any quarterback ever has. And the team being, having as much flexibility to keep some of his top talent around. One,
1: one last question for you, Rick. Um, there is there is one member of our chat, and we're gonna go back to college basketball for just a second. There is one member of our chat who is I, I'm gonna assume an avid Dayton fan and who is I been can't the, see the chat for the record. Just no, so no, know. no. That that's fine. Okay. That's fine. I'll tee up for it. I'm assuming this person has been or is a Dayton fan because they've been in the chat for months now, trying to understand why Xavier won't schedule Dayton. I have tried to explain that it, it doesn't benefit Xavier at all to go up to UD Arena. I know a lot of fans want, especially a lot of the older fans, want to reignite the rivalry. A lot of the younger fans couldn't care less because they haven't played Dayton in forever. And I think a lot of the very young fans, especially of my generation, would tell you that a 90-61 to 61 Xavier win in November of 2015 is is fine with being the last memory of that rivalry, but I have made my point on that. You know as well as anybody, as somebody that did not go to either school and who just covers the the college basketball scene, you also know the answer to this. Maybe you can
6: share your thoughts on, on Xavier and Dayton. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how much more I can add other than what you just said, because that pretty much is the story. I just... Um... I don't know why anyone thinks Xavier would care so much about this. Like, it's it's gone, it's past. I don't know why Dayton fans quite honestly care so much about this because it's not like it's gone well for them. And at this point, if you're a Dayton fan, you're asking to be bought by Xavier, I think. I mean, you can't really think Xavier's going to play a home-and-home home with you at, at this point. There, there's no way they would ever go up and, and play at UD Arena for no reason at all like that. So you're asking to be bought by Xavier and get paid money to come down to Centa Center and lose. I just don't see that happening. I don't see it making sense for either side. And uh, honestly, I'm kind of bored with the whole thing. Like, I, I could care less about the UD-Xavier rivalry, uh, a rivalry that was at one time in the A-10 and, and has
3: passed us by many years ago. What are your thoughts? Go ahead. I, I have one quick question for you, Ray. I have, I have one quick question for you. Who wins in a one-on-one, Jizzle James or Des Claude? They play one-on-one, first to 21. Who wins? <laughs> well, we haven't...
6: We haven't seen Gissel play at the college level yet, so that's going to be a little bit unfair. But Many are would, saying he's the next Michael Jordan. Many. He, he, I, I think he, he has a lot of potential. I don't know that he's like the most dynamic scorer coming in as a freshman, so I, I would probably go Des Claude since he has that experience over him. I think Des Claude is going to have a big year, but, but Gissel
3: James is a guy I'm really high on. I'm excited about him for UC. What about Dan? S- All right, we'll say matchup: Dan Skilling's versus Des Claude. <laughs> we'll go roster by roster. <laughs> which, which Bearcat can beat Des Claude? <laughs> um, Dan Skilling's. This is why UC's
6: roster is so interesting because I could argue that Dan Skilling's will be UC's best player this year. And I agree. I also and I also don't know that Dan Skilling's is going to be in the starting lineup when the season starts. <laughs> I agree. Like I mean, now- go through the lineup right now, right? I mean, it's probably if assuming the big men are healthy, you've probably got a starting at center. Victor starting at the four. Yep. Then you go to CMOS starting at the three. And I think if you bring CJ Frederick in with all those people knowing him as well as they did, I have to imagine a big part of the sell for CJ Frederick to come to UC was you're going to start for us. I, 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 I could be wrong, but I, my guess is CJ Frederick will start at the shooting guard position early in the year, and that way West can kind of even dangle the carrot for Dan Skilling's a little bit, be like, "We need you to get even better, prove even more, work harder, be more consistent, those types of things." And then I assume, do you believe
3: it'll be Jizzle James or Day Day Thomas starting at the point guard spot? Zebra. It would be. It would be hard for me not to. I, I'm a Jizzle guy. I'm gonna say Jizzle, but I, I have. I, I don't think it'll happen. I don't think Jizzle yeah. will start.
6: I typically lean experience in those situations, yep. knowing how coaches think, and uh, I, I I lean day day as well. So if that's your starting lineup, again, you could have Dan Skillings coming off the bench, and it would not surprise me at all this year if he is their leading scorer, their best player. I think he's got a lot of talent. He could be an NBA-type shooting guard.
3: Okay, sounds like he's better than Des Claude. That's good for me. That sounds like a win for me. That's Check that mark. I was really sad to see Jeremiah Davenport didn't transfer to Xavier. I think he really could have built a couple bricks for you guys. I thought I thought I thought his three point game really would could have benefited Xavier. Uh, I imagine most UC fans probably felt that way, yes. <laughs> what were your thoughts
6: on Jeremiah Davenport?
1: Zebra? I think I think he got
3: a bad rap. But, man, there would be times where like he would heat check he was 0 for fifteen in a game, and he would just he would heat check from the logo, he would just heat check from wherever, and it would be air balls and it would just be like the worst shots. I think he's a good guy, I think UC fans gave him a hard time, but man there were there were there were games where just like you he couldn't hit like the rim just side of the backboard it was just bad
6: as an NKU fan, let me just say I am sorry to see. JD moving on, considering NKU will be playing at UC this year.
3: <laughs> what a half <laughs> I felt that he was. Eleven points. 11 I he points contributed for the rest well of our to our that lives. win last year for, you, for NKU. <laughs> yes. Were you at that game? No, I was working the game. So uh, I and, by, and so a little a little backstory about that game. How'd that NK, internet sound? N, NKU's Wi-Fi broke down in that game, Rick? So we had all yeah, our broadcasters cool. calling on cell phones. I'm aware I was the one calling to you doing it if you don't remember <laughs> well no I was on the UC side so i was oh, okay. I was working with mo and and Terry and Dan and you know those are just professional guys but they were frustrated I, I heard- because then and I'd argue NKU might have done that on purpose sabotage i, I heard
6: – I heard Mo had a few choice words for uh, NKU's facilities that night. But but here's the thing, Zebra. You're telling me that NKU's only chance to actually be in the spotlight in the city and have people paying attention to one of their regular season games and have seven 8,000 fans in there, have multiple media outlets covering it. You think they wanted
3: to not get the coverage? You think they wanted the Wi-Fi to go down? I mean,
5: I God, think clearly we're just I
6: incompetent think, and don't know how to do things in Highland Heights. I, be, think they're, they're, I think honest.
3: their pride just wanted to beat UC, and they did it. And they did it. That's all they cared about. They didn't care about giving a good product to the people. They just wanted to beat UC. And then we scored 11 points in the second half. Yeah, it's called Focus. You might try it out once in a while.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I remember sitting up in that game. That game was sold out. And I got tickets. And we sat like three rows from the top for the first half of that game. And when the Wi-Fi went out, I was looking down at the press row trying to figure out where all the broadcasters were sitting. And it was so crowded. And I saw Rick and I see Rick doing this. And I look over at my friends I'm with. I'm like, oh, my God, the Wi-Fi probably (laughs) went out. I bet they're calling the game. Their comrex probably is down. I bet they're calling the radio station right now and doing the game because that's a very relatable problem in like minor league baseball or whatever. You have to like
6: call the radio station. I'm going, this is a disaster. Yeah, it was bad. Elliot, do you remember how long it took to get back up? Was Was it halftime?
3: Yeah, so right at the second half, I think maybe a couple— I think at the second half, we were good. But the whole first half was a no-go. Because
6: what happened was Jim would have the cell phone the entire time. He'd call the entire action for like four minutes straight, and then there'd be the media timeout, or dead ball media timeout, and he'd pass the phone off to me. And, like we'd have the ads run and then we'd come back from the, the media timeout and I'd just read off like all the stats, give him like another 30 second <laughs> break and I'd be like, all right back to gym with the play
3: by play. And that was, was by the way, that was my first game I ever ran. So that was the very first basketball game I ran for the station and I didn't know what I was doing. Mo was stressed out of his mind and I had I forget who was running I think it was maybe Austin running for you guys. I forget who ran the NKU side of things. but it was, it was it was chaos. Uh, And then on top of it, my team loses to NKU.
1: Oh, and oh, by the way, he scores 11 points in the
3: second half. And 11 points in the second half. Can't forget that. I wonder how many of those points were Davenport's.
6: I'll have to go back and look. I don't don't know, but I know there are several of them that he did not score. I do do remember (laughs) that. (laughs) Rick, uh, I have a question, last
1: question for you. Uh, Somebody in the chat, Alex Wallace, wants to know if you copied James Rapine on your background because it says it's incredibly similar.
6: I've told you that. I've told you that multiple times. I guess not on here, but uh, I've said it multiple times. Credit to James Rapine. I completely ripped him off, 100%. At least I went black just to not completely steal it, but that was 100% my inspiration. I had a terrible setup in my office, as Paul can tell you. We've been doing podcasts together for a couple years, and uh, it looked like I was... Podcast, I had a Wild Bill sex dungeon in here. So I, I tried to look at some of the other backgrounds that people looked like they had very limited space to work with. And I thought, you know, James Rapine looks like he's literally sitting inside of his shelves when he does those things. So maybe that <laughs> setup would work for me. And uh, lo and behold, it did. So uh, if you have anything to send over, I can put on these shelves. That'd be great. Thank you. We'll get a zebra bobblehead.
3: Yeah, yeah I, would, I would. Yeah, zebra bobblehead would make this studio glow, make it glow. Yeah. Can, right. can it be like a LED one? Yeah, L- LED, is yeah. that what you said? That's, yeah. Hot. Yeah. That's hot
6: in the streets, yeah. I've seen it yeah. on the YouTube channels.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Good for you. Thanks. Good thanks, for guys. You, thanks, guys. Thanks, Rick.
6: Hey, Rick, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Elliot, hang in there, buddy. They're just yelling louder than you do when you start arguing about Jonathan India. You, you were on the right side <laughs> of history there.
3: Thank you, Rick. Thank you for your support. And I await my Horizon League championship ring.
6: Yeah, that, that'll be over in uh, a, sh- a few weeks, I'm sure. Okay. All right. All right. Have a good Fourth of July, Rick. You too, guys. Thank you. All right. See you.
1: Rick's great. He's the best. So you're getting a Horizon League championship ring.
3: I am. That's that was confirmed by Rick on live TV here. So if I don't get it, yikes! I don't know. I, I he confirmed it. I, I I await my ring. Jacob's got 15 rings. Three. When well, go to Alabama. So it, it doesn't sound
1: like he's get getting another ring. one this year because in the chat, Jacob says. Alabama will not make the playoff this year. Yeah, Whoa. I don't think so. Whoa.
2: Is that breaking news? No. I mean, they're getting a lot of votes to win the championship, and I think it's crazy. We don't have a quarterback. Brother, you work for the team. And I watched all of
1: spring practice. We don't have a quarterback. <laughs> you don't say this out loud. Hey. Be a realist. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I'm for it.
3: But... I feel like Alabama. No,
2: so we got Jalen Milro who, you know, he started one game. He threw four interceptions. Fastest quarterback in the country, so that's exciting. Get the transfer from Notre Dame, who doesn't move the needle at all, but Tommy Reese loves him, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I mean this defense is going to be great. I feel like Alabama we have fun weapons, but you we don't have
3: quarterback. I feel like Alabama quarterbacks are regularly like the l- l- one of the worst parts of the team.
2: Uh, Bryce Young and Mac Jones were both top ten picks. Last two quarterbacks we've had. Okay, Jalen Hurts but just played then, in the Super
3: Bowl. But before, okay, well, last three quarterbacks, Alabama, two up. Alabama, Alabama. You should apologize to Jalen Hurts. Is what you should do. Why? Because you disrespected him. He wasn't good. He was good. We were, he didn't even score a point in the this, first half. This is an MVP. Well, he's also
4: not a Crimson Tide. He's a Sooner.
3: Well, they, because of the dis- disrespect. Jalen Hurts
4: is not an MVP.
3: Yeah, but he could have been. He a- should have a- been. We
4: all could have should have been. been. Derek Carr, MVP. Should have been. Carson Wentz, been. MVP.
3: Carson, well, yeah.
4: that's
2: Derek
3: Carr? Derek Carr, could have been. Andy Dalton, before he broke his thumb? Could, na- could not have been. <laughs> Could not. Andy Dalton sucks. Andy Dalton is everything. Oh, no. Great. And Andy Dalton sucks. <laughs>
4: that is the one guy. <laughs>
2: oh, that no, is the one guy no.
4: that I love that is a good guy, too. He's okay. a great guy.
3: All right. Oh, he's the best guy in the whole world. I, he's my best friend. I, but we're talking about his play on the field. The guy couldn't win a clutch moment. His if, regular if was, season
2: stats are better than Peyton Manning's regular season stats. Correct.
3: Couldn't win a playoff game. Correct. If you can't win in the playoffs, your career doesn't matter. Fair enough. <laughs> All
1: right, let's talk a little bit about the Reds. Reds and the, don't let's let's talk about the Reds and the Padres. <laughs> it's eleven o'clock, so we have uh, we've we've wrapped up our first hour here. Second hour, let's talk some Reds and Padres. Padres, uh, Reed. I, I know you know. It, it, you yeah. do, so I'll, I'll toss this to you here. Um, but it seems like the Padres are they're I don't remember Jacob if it was you that said it or Elliot. One of you guys Jacob. made a great point.
3: Credit Jacob. I credit Jacob.
1: They're not getting the criticism that they deserve. No. in
2: the the Mets out did them on the payroll, yeah. which a lot of team people didn't think could was possible. After the Padres signed Xander Bogarts, Mets outdid them on the payroll. Mets are being slightly worse, so they're getting all the flack for being the, the expensive team that can't produce. But man, Met, uh Verlander insurers are only pitched once every five days. That that three hundred million in San Diego is going to position players, and they are not producing.
4: Well, the, the, re- the reason that the Mets are getting more flack is just purely because of the city that they belong, that right. they play in, right? I mean, if, if, if the Yankees and the Reds had the same aspirations going into a year and they play the exact same underwhelming ball, the Yankees are going to get more flack just because they're in New York City. The San Diego Padres are an anomaly. Uh, I mean, you look across across their team, Juan Soto's having a pretty, a pretty good season, um Fernando Tatís is having a really good season. Xander Bogart's Middling, Manny Machado obviously is playing bad, but it just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why they're not <laughs> why they're not playing well. I mean, it, you you look across their lineup, it's the exact lineup that that you aspire to have when you when you start coming up as a franchise. When when the Reds are looking at their lineup right now, they're like, "Man, if we could look like the Padres someday where we have two Probably going to be Hall of Famers, if not three, in the lineup in their prime, and it's just not working. It's just not working. And a, and a big part of it, not to not to rehash the same arguments that we've been having for four days now, is it just seems like there's not a whole lot of cohesion in that locker room. There's stories come out of it about how it doesn't work together. It reminds me of you know NBA teams when they get three of the best ten players in the league, and then it just doesn't work. The Brooklyn Nets, for instance, you get you get all these players together. And then it just doesn't work for whatever reason. For some reason, when, when you pull
3: pieces from across the league, how great they can be, it
4: never works.
3: It just seems like they could use a team leader. Just a guy to unify the bunch. Agreed. Perhaps maybe, I don't know, I'm trying to think, Jonathan India. Maybe a guy like that. Just a guy who is just a glue guy. He's just going to glue all these pieces together oh. in various backgrounds. Is he going to play great defense? I don't know.
2: Send Jonathan into to the Padres. Well, Give me Dylan Lesko.
3: Here's, here's, but you, but you look – I'm telling you right now, the Reds are, have a significantly worse roster on paper uh, than the Padres do winning games, winning games, look Padres at, losing games.
4: Look at every great leader that has, you know, quote-unquote great leader in Major League Baseball over the past couple of decades. They've came up through that franchise. You look at this roster, there's only really one star on this team that has come up through the Padres, and that's Fernando Tatis Jr. And there's serious concerns about his his character, right? Clearly, clearly not the the type of moral fiber that you want out of the guy that has come through the the franchise. And it the, the team has had those conversations, right? It's the same it, it just if you have a leader that comes through through the through the franchise, he's got to lead. You can't plug
3: people from from other places and expect them to lead. It just doesn't work. And you got to keep him. And you can't trade him, no matter how bad the f- the fan base wants you to.
2: Guys that come through the organization as leaders: Matt McLean, Spencer Steer. Well, I guess not Spencer Steer, but Matt McClain, leader.
3: India, leader, leader of men. I think the Padres. <laughs> do you, over under? Okay, Reed. You're a baseball guy, baseball expert. Reed Mouse. Padres are they in the playoffs? Reed. Would no. you, do you think they make the playoffs this season? No, not
4: in that division. No. No. Okay. There's three teams, there's three teams ahead of them that are playing – that not only have a jump on them, but they're playing better. Like, they're just playing better. No. Padres are eight games out of the wild card. Right. It's a oh, no. Yeah. It's a, it's so, a you're, thinking,
3: no. you're thinking three NL West, one NL Central, and then two NL East? Right now, the three wild card teams are the Marlins, the seven Dodgers, teams and teams the, the Giants. Seven teams make the postseason, right? Is it seven or six? It's six, isn't it? They – Aren't they? Seven. D- oh, it's yeah. seven? So four division seven.
2: champs and three wild cards.
3: Oh, it's three wild cards now? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah! couple years. Okay, so then it'll be Marlins. There's three divisions,
4: not four divisions.
3: Right. Marlins, Phillies, Braves. Wait, there's six teams. There's yeah, six three,
4: teams. Yeah, there's it's three six teams. Three, three,
3: three, three wild cards and three Three wild cards. Okay, yeah. that's what I said. Yeah. Right. It was six. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I was right. Who's coming out of the NL, NL East?
4: Uh, I mean, the Atlanta Braves are probably going to win that division. Yeah. And then the yeah, Miami Marlins look like a wild card team. They're the number one wild card team right now. Yeah, they look like a wild card team.
3: I don't buy the Marlins yet. Not yet, at least. I think they could.
2: Yeah, I mean they're just 14 games over 500 with a guy hitting 400. I would still Can't buy that. Yeah, right. the Marlins. Jacob. I mean, <laughs> not to
4: not to beat not, me not to numbers. liken them too much to to the Reds. A, you know, a wildly exceeding expectations going into the season, and then they're doing something that doesn't seem sustainable, like the Reds coming back from every game. That say for what, well, it's exciting and it's great, but. It's just purely not sustainable. You can't you can't come back six to two every single ball game. The Marlins win every single close game, every single one run game. I think they lead the league in, in one run games, and I think the Reds are number one in comeback wins. The Marlins are number two. So there there's a lot of worries about the Marlins, but they've got a lot of young players. So
1: yeah, the Orioles are up there too on comeback wins, and now all of a sudden. If you're the Reds, you turn your attention to a team that, on paper, again, just like if you're playing the Mets, could pose some problems. What are our thoughts? <clears throat> what are our thoughts on Orioles legend Manny Machado? I go back and forth on Machado.
2: I'm one of the biggest Manny Machado fans you'll ever meet. I, I go back and me. forth. You on Why don't you like
4: him? Machado? I well, like Machado. What, what? I, was I, was I don't know. I I I, Machado? I I I
1: I've, I've liked him more in recent years, but I felt like he was there was a point there maybe three four years ago right before COVID. And I, I could be misremembering this. It's just, he just felt very frustrating. I don't know if it was off the field, on the field. I think frustrating is the way I could say it. But he's good. I Let, think me, he, yeah, I let think,
2: me
4: say this right now. It, unless Manny Machado falls off a cliff. It would have to be. It would have to be a steep cliff. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. Right. He's only 30 years old. I feel it. People forget these players cuz they've been in our name, in our brain for a, over a decade now. Manny Machado, Bryce Harper. These guys are still very young. I mean Manny Machado is 30 years old. He's a Hall of Famer. And I I he's exciting, hits home runs, plays great glove. Like he's Manny got Machado, a lot of swag, a lot of swagger. 30 years old, over 1600 hits. Yeah.
2: How where could he go? Where could no, he get to?
4: No, he can't get to 3. I think 3000 hits is we might see one player every three decades. Does Manny Machado have the best chance of
2: any active player? Probably. If
4: Elvis Andrus didn't fall off a cliff, he had a sneaky because he's at like twenty four hundred hits already. What about a, what about Arias? No. How old's Arias? You got to come up when you're twenty years old. Because you got to do twenty years. I mean, Mike, you got to have twenty years of one hundred. Mike Trout's hits.
2: at sixteen hundred as well.
4: I mean, Mike Trout's now.
2: At thirty one years old.
3: Arias is twenty six. He's and he has right career – oh, he's not even close. Yeah. Never mind. He's got 558 hits. He's really just
2: had
4: these last two years, yeah. maybe three.
3: Freddie Freeman kind of has a shot. I know
4: he's a little older. He's old, yeah. He's, he just hit 2,000, but, I mean, the, the bat to ball is still there. I mean, you're talking five – seven more years of 150 hits. So, I mean, just, just keeping a level of production one decently of the, until you're 40. Like Joey Votto has. One of the
2: Cardinals just hit 2,000 hits as well, didn't they? Either Arenado or Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt is
4: 130 shy. Okay.
1: Who's the next player to hit 700 home runs? Because there's nobody even remotely close right now. Judge Miguel Cabrera is the active leader. He's 40 years old. He has 508.
3: Judge is too old, right? Judge yes.
1: is too old. Judge is 31 years old. He only has 239 home runs.
3: Not going to get it done.
1: That's not going to get it done. Yeah,
3: I mean, Stan- you, you
4: Stanton, Stanton go got young. hurt too much. Stanton yeah. was, on a, was on a really great pace for it.
1: Um, yeah. And it, yeah, Stanton, Stanton has... 385 home runs in just over 6,100 uh, plate appearances. That's way outpacing Miguel Cabrera. Way outpacing him. And he misses too much time. He just missed too much time. I mean, I don't see anybody on this active home run list that makes me think, "Oh yeah, he's getting there."
4: Yeah, Pete Alonso came up when he was too young or too old. He was like 23. You got seriously when if you want yeah. to go after all-time records, you got to come up when you're 19, 20 years old, because I mean, if you even think about 300 wins, 300 wins is 20 seasons of 15 wins. That is unheard of. That, that, 300 wins, 3,000 strikeouts. We will see those. I mean, we might never see 300 wins again. I, we'll see 3,000 3, hits, but it's going to be like once every couple decades. Not not where it was in the 70s, 80s, 60s, where there's three to four guys every, every decade getting it. 700 home runs. The home runs thing, I think, can still... Be toppled. I mean, like, Hank Aaron was never a high-volume home run guy. He just played for forever and did it consistently until he was in his 40s. That's where it's going to be. It's not going to be the guy hitting 70 home runs anymore. It's going to be the guy that plays when he's 42, 43 years old and still hitting 30 home runs.
1: Can Shohei Otani hit 64 home runs this season? How, laugh out loud, funny would that be? (laughs) be 29, I think. So he's, I mean, literally... A home run under pace, basically. So is,
2: he, is this the greatest single season of any athlete in any sport ever? He's the, hmm, he is the best pitcher in baseball, and he's the best hitter in baseball. I saw
1: somebody the other day valuing what he is as a pitcher and valuing what he is as a hitter, and I think he had a – it was like just purely based on the statistics. Right. Just running it through a, a computer simulator, no Otani factor, it just purely his stats – and it was like eight years, $200 million as a pitcher. And it was like nine years, $300 million as a hitter. He's a billion-dollar
2: player. What?
1: Well, yeah. He,
2: he could be a billion-dollar player.
1: Yep.
4: One thing we don't appreciate from Shohei Otani is he left $100 million on the table yes. to come to the United States. He gambled on himself. Because how it works is you, it, you have to play six years of professional ball before you, be, you can become an unrestricted free agent. So he was over in um, Japan. They, they let him go. So he could only get signed as an international free agent same way that the 16-year-old from the Dominican Republic can get signed. So all he was getting paid his first three years in the league was league minimum and then whatever his signing bonus was, which when it's international pool money is like $9 million. And now that he's in arbitration – He's getting $35 million a year because that's what he's worth. But he left quite literally $100 million on the table to come over to the United States when he was 23 years old as opposed to waiting until he was 27 like Ichiro did, like Daisuke Matsuzaka did, like pretty much every Japanese player ever has because he knew how great he was and he just wanted to do it on, on on a worldwide scale, not just in Japan.
1: I'm sitting here trying to think of some other historical... It just not even baseball, any sport. To see a season like what you're going to see here out of Shohei Otani. and I don't even want to touch the topic of voter fatigue. The man is the most valuable. You player. can't
3: fatigue. He, you can. We can't. fatigued on LeBron. NBA does but, but, it. NBA does it every year, which sucks. And Jacob and I that have That is had, true. Jacob Jacob and I. Jacob and I, ugh, Jacob and I have had this discussion. Uh, Jokic should have won the MVP. Yeah, that, yeah, that's okay. I mean, I, I don't know how Jokic doesn't, Jokic doesn't win the MVP every season, right now.
2: The voter fatigue for LeBron is like, oh, LeBron goes out there and he's bigger and stronger and faster than everyone else and he dominates. All right, how good is he really? Then you don't vote for him. Well, I obviously think LeBron's the greatest basketball player of all time and he should have probably 10 MVPs, but I digress. PB- Shohei, you cannot get tired. Of 20 wins already, and 50 home runs.
4: We already did, guys. Last year, I listen, I know Aaron Judge had a greater war than him. I know that Aaron Judge led the league in runs, RBIs, home runs, on-base percentage, slugging percentage. He did all those things. But if before Shohei Otani came into the league, I told you Aaron Judge is going to do this. He's going to hit 62 home runs, 130 RBIs, lead the league in all these categories, play a great glove. But also, there's going to be this guy who hits 35 home runs, bats 270, gets on base 36% of the time, slugs over 500, oh, and he strikes out over 200 batters, and he has a 2.33 ERA, never missing a start. You go, oh, that the guy, that guy wins the MVP, hands down. But he he already won the MVP the season before. He already had the greatest season in Major League history the season before, and he just repeated it. It was better on the mound, wasn't as good at the plate, and we just got fatigued just because we, we, got, we had the shiny new home run record from Aaron Judge. Judge
2: breaking the record makes him get that MVP. I don't know that that's voter fatigue as much as it's just like you got to give the MVP to the guy that broke the record. I mean, anyone in Cincinnati remembers the 2017 MVP race. I mean, John Stanton won that award just because he hit 59 home runs. Right. Joey Votto was better at every statistic that year. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that's as much what we're talking about in voter fatigue. Well, let me put this: like,
4: if Shohei if Shohei didn't have the season before that, he I had, still think Judge wins that. MMA. I don't think so. I don't think so.
1: Yeah, know. and uh, PB's ghost points out, you know, a, a, a Babe Ruth season. Uh, Everett points out Tiger Woods in 2000. Tiger Woods 2000. Yeah, I could I Tiger could see Slam. I could listen to an argument for Tiger Woods. All right, in let's 2000 say team sports then. Let's say team when, sports. When when Tiger Woods was minus money to win tournaments.
4: It's got to be one of the Wayne Gretzky seasons. I mean, he... Oh, I wasn't
1: even thinking hockey. That's probably... Yeah, Wayne, uh,
4: Wayne Gretzky, what, what do you do? I, I don't know hockey very well, except for our beloved Dallas Stars. Shout out to uh, beloved. GM, GM getting uh, GM of the year. I don't even know Shout his out name. to Macklemore. Yeah, shout out yeah, to Shout Macklemore. out Macklemore. I wouldn't be a Dallas Stars fan without the song Thrift Shop. But uh, didn't Wayne Gretzky like... To score like 300 points in a season, and no one has scored 200 points in a season ever uh, yeah, besides Yeah, I, I think so, something like that.
1: Sounds right.
4: <laughs> uh, if, but if Shohei hits 60
2: home runs and wins, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many games he's on pace to win, but, would,
4: I, I mean. Would it be incredible if Shohei hits 500 home runs and 3,000 strikeouts? Oh, my God. I mean, just absolutely incredible.
1: And he's going to do it all on the West Coast. Brutal.
4: Eh, he'll be in the central
2: time zone next year. If Shohei hits 60 home runs and <laughs> wins 20 games this year,
4: is that the best season ever? Here's a, that's, here's,
2: that's the mark I'm going for. Here's a question for Reds
4: fans. Obviously, it would hurt the competitive nature of the National League Central. Would you guys not get at least a little excited to get to see Shohei? If Shohei, because the Cubs are one of the teams that are in the hunt for Shohei at the free agency. If, if
2: Shohei signs with the Cubs, I would be okay not waking up the next morning.
4: So that would, that would ruin baseball. We
2: wouldn't even get excited about the fact that baseball. he's going to play six it games at Great American Ballpark every year. It would ruin baseball for me.
3: If Shohei if, – this is my pitch. I know Shohei's watching right now. Shohei, listen, man. If you come to GABP, you will be the greatest baseball player – greatest athlete to ever live. You'll hit, you'll hit 95 home run seasons. Fact. What, what number you is game?
0: How what's, old is Shohei? No, what's his number? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. So what what, what number does he have? The number on is his back? Seventeen, 17, like, 17, yeah. Yeah,
2: 17 okay. yeah. Can't call Stu back up. <laughs> that would stink.
4: I mean he, he would he hit more home runs at Great American Ballpark or Yankee yes. Stadium. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're gonna, I do was that gonna argument, say, he needs to be a Yankee. He does go opposite field a lot.
3: <laughs> Short porch though. I, I
4: listen, I, I Yankee's he's, a lot shorter. It's like Yankees the shortest. Yeah, it's like ten feet <laughs> shorter, fifteen, it's 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 a more left handed friendly home run part. Hmm. All right. Now, when he goes opposite field, there's, those balls are going to
3: – The right center is still deeper at Yankee Stadium than GABP, right?
4: Let me put this way. Anthony Rizzo, if he played <laughs> at Wrigley Field, he had like 32 home runs for the Yankees last year. If he played at Wrigley Field, he had like 12.
0: Because <sighs> every single home run just
2: – The amount of balls that just squeak over that fence yep. is way more than you even
0: think. Okay. Like, All right. Does he pitch at a pitcher-friendly park?
4: Uh, Angel Stadium's kind of—it's not—it's it, neither—it's it's, yeah—it's yeah, not. right it's, down the it's middle. Not, it's not got a reputation. It doesn't bad. benefit either more than the other. I would say I would say you know what Shohei as a left-handed hitter they got that big wall out in right field. Yeah, it probably it probably hurts him hitting-wise a little bit. They've got like a twenty-foot wall out in right center field.
1: Hmm. Shohei to the Dodgers,
3: probably.
2: Uh, that's my guess. I mean it, that would
3: suck. I mean, I don't think it would suck, dude. La team, and we are—we've already—we've already talked about this. La winning anything sucks. La sucks. It just sucks. La sucks. Dude. I mean, there are zero sports fans <laughs> ever in La. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brooding, there's just nothing. Like there will be no parade. There's nothing.
2: Your home team plays in the Super Bowl. We outpack it. Yeah. You can't it's... even tailgate the national championship game at SoFi. LA's, La's. Yeah, I'm.
4: I'm over. I'm over Shohei playing out west. It's not even a over. sports. Day. They don't get Shohei. They don't get Shohei. I would. You, I'd be okay if, with him playing in New York. Like I'd be okay. Like, with Yankee Stadium. Could you, you imagine
3: him in Philadelphia, Reed? He would break that city. As a ba- as he a, would break the city of the, Philadelphia. The problem with Philadelphia is,
4: I mean, he has a bad month. They just—they're just like done with him. As like, a baseball fan, I kind of want him in Atlanta.
3: <laughs> Atlanta. How
2: disgusting with that Atlanta roster? It'd it?
3: be the greatest. It would be the greatest show on It'd turf. Be
2: unreal. Nice.
3: Hammond Eggers, Mr. President, take it away.
6: It's that type of the show, the ham and daggers. These guys are great. Trust me, I would know. I introduce all the best segments.
4: Uh, shout out to Nathan Hines, who has one of the best, the best comments that have ever been in this show. Uh, can we go one off the bench without a mention of Anthony Rizzo? My friends ask that same question every single day in the group chat. See you later, Paul. Just go ahead and open it. Right, 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 right. Ah. Oh! All right, we didn't see the door. All right, we uh, we talked about the city of Cincinnati. We talked about the Bearcats. Uh, I think we even brought up the, the Bengals. So the Bengals report is brought to you by Encore Technologies. Encore Technologies provides IT solutions for a data center world with a suite of services from mobile computing to desktop to data center, supporting both centralized and work-from-home computing models to improve efficiency and take it away, Casey. Productivity. Yep, visit Encore.tech. The path to innovation begins here. Are you still drinking regular water? Did you know that alkaline water has been shown to have superior hydration benefits versus regular water in a clinical study? There's a new premium alkaline water out there. It's Pawnee, and I have to tell you. I won't tell you. I'll show you. Uh, this stuff tastes great. Um, and it's made right here in Hamilton, Ohio. Pawnee uses natural limestone filtration, unlike the artificial processing that many other brands use. The result is a healthy alkaline water that is also the best tasting water in the world only one ingredient in this and that is water go look at other alkaline waters there will be other you know they put saline they they put salt in there basically to get that alkaline solution not Pawnee you can see where you can get Pawnee water at pawneewater.com that's p-a-h-h-n-i water.com find it pretty much in any store around here in Butler County so be on the lookout for it if you guys don't have anything going on in the next week, there are two concerts at the River's Edge Concert Series. That's right down the street here in Hamilton, Ohio. Pawnee Water is the official water of that. On the 4th of July, I'm sure you guys already have plans, but the Arena Rock Show, they play all the hair bands from the 80s. It's a its a big what to do. It's a big spectacle. It's a lot of fun. That'll be on 4th of July. And then July 8th, next Saturday, is the Taylor Swift Experience. Those water, those concerts are free here in Hamilton, I'll be at both of them. Come and find me. Let's share a
3: pint. Why the face not? of
2: Hamilton. Read mouse. Taylor
3: Swift is coming. Taylor Swift is coming to Hamilton? Taylor Swift experience. Well,
4: that's all you want.
2: Taylor
3: Swift is coming, right? That's what I All you want is keep the saying experience. the Taylor Swift experience. That's Taylor Swift, right, Jacob? Yeah. That's Taylor Swift?
4: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's a, it's a blonde girl that's going to sing Taylor Swift songs. What <laughs> more do you want? For less than $1,000 to take it. It is absolutely <laughs> free. They did up the price on a pint of beer from $5 to $6. It was $4 two years ago. Biden's America. Biden's America is just just getting outrageous. DT 47. Soon enough. Um, guys, you guys going to any of the games? You guys doing anything down in, in Cincinnati this weekend? I'm going Sunday. Sunday.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh what a camera
1: switch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh, no. I was trying to get in before he cut it over. Can we get a replay? Oh. Is there a replay of that? <laughs> Is there right? a replay booth in the Chatterbox studio? Oh, man. I was trying to get in because I knew he was going to cut the <laughs> oh, camera no. when you guys started talking. Casey, oh. that was Casey what
2: are you doing? <laughs> See that on the Not Too Picky Twitter later today.
5: Uh. <laughs> Casey
3: was going for blood on that one. I
0: like uh, to keep you on your toes. Uh,
3: Speaking uh, of going for blood, Casey, you should be on a victory lap right now. A victory lap. Why are you lap? not on a victory lap right now?
0: Oh, just, I, I, like to, uh, I like to just let it s- sit in a little. Let it simmer, you know?
3: Yeah, so like what happened last week? Casey defended Geno Smith as a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And won the argument on a clean sweep. Clean, yeah, swing. he won in the, the argument. Clean, and uh, then
1: gets defended on social media without
2: knowing. By known big brain football analysts, PFN.
0: <laughs> thoughts
5: casey
2: <laughs> known very smart pfm
0: yeah i love pfm love it now. <laughs> casey's the biggest pfm supporter in the world now i mean i i couldn't be <laughs> any more happy and you know what it wasn't even just that Geno smith was a top 10 either it was the fact that aaron Rodgers was in the exact same spot that i had him at 11 it's just even better. Just a little cherry. Deshaun on Watson
2: up. at twenty-six, Jacoby Brissett at twenty.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even have Deshaun Watson on my list. I had Jacoby Brissett in there. <laughs> Jacoby but Brissett's
2: John... not even the starting quarterback in Washington.
0: No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. And he's still twenty. I like it. I love it.
1: Casey. Wh- Floria, man. What a ridiculous him. camera shot. I just
3: so <laughs> and re-watched it. Can we put it on? What a ridiculous I don't know if you can.
1: Can you see? Wait, hold on. They <laughs> can rewatch it, Paul. You I mean, have what, a ridiculous, what a ridiculous camera OTB-ception shot. ridiculous
2: right here. OTB-ception. Yeah.
1: What, I mean, <laughs> what is this? What, is... what? Run it. It's like.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
5: oh.
1: All right. Do you have the tweet? Do you have the top 10 tweet? That's called fridge right. I, I was giving you a second there to pull Slumber it up. Man. Do you have right. it? I, I will
0: have it up here in a minute. Okay. I... All right. What you guys can do, though, while we're discussing that. Oh, here yeah, we go. Let's go into the immac- <laughs> let's no, immaculate days. boys. Let's
4: let's it. It. did I say this on the? Did I say this on air? But uh, apparently, Edwin Jackson. I mean, there's no way to to fact check this. I saw this on Twitter last night. Edwin Jackson has been a correct answer on the immaculate grid for 68 straight immaculate grids. I think they're only on like 85,
3: <laughs> so almost wow. every single one of them. But Elliot, take us away. All right, so I'll go first. Blue Jay Tiger. This is a household name. Everybody should know this. Derek Law. Derek Law. It's the law firm. A Reds Hall of Famer, Derek Law. Blue Jay Blue, Tiger. Blue, Blue Jay Blue Tiger. Tiger. Okay. Derek Law. Blue I've Jay. Jay Why we're talking
4: red. about Reds Hall of Famer, let's go ahead and put another one in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Ray Rookie of the Year. 1-L Will. All right, let's go. Yeah, let's go Reds, future Hall of Famer, Tampa Bay Rookie of the Year. So Tampa Bay over to Rookie of the Year, Will Myers. There's only 1-L in Will. Yep. There it is. Okay. Maybe.
1: Ball, you got one for us? Uh, yeah. A, uh,
5: here, right?
1: Tampa Bay and uh, Philly. Zach Eflin.
5: Is I got a hometown play? hero. For Blue play? Jays, Rays. Luke Mailey.
4: Eflin. Yep. Is that it right there? Yep. It's hard to tell.
1: Okay. Okay. Want to get Luke
2: Mailey, Blue Jays, Rays. Cubcat. Cubcat. Cincinnati Maybe. Go
1: Colonels.
4: Right there. 0.2%. I I did Dave, I did I did this earlier. David Price was who I put right there. Um you know what? Let's get a lower the the easier answer for Tigers um, rookie of the year would be Justin Verlander, but let's get a lower percentage. Let's go Mark Fidrich. The Bird. I don't know how to spell it. It's Fid F I D. Yep, yep, yep. That top one there. Eight, yes, eight percent. Eight percent. You got nice. a lot of
2: options for rookie of the year. Forty home runs. Do you want to try to get a low percentage, Reed?
4: Uh, yeah. Who did I put? I I, I put I Bryce Rice Harper. Which. I put I put Albert Pujols in there earlier, but it got a higher percentage points. I'm trying to think of other rookie of the years. That man, Ryan Howard, won rookie of the year, but I, I don't want to go Ryan Howard either. Spur
2: is screaming Mark
4: Lewis. No, 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 no. Not, not for, he did not win a rookie of the year, nor did he hit 40 home runs. I don't even know if, if he even, if he hit 40 home runs in his career. Did Mark Lewis play for the Phillies? Hamiltonian. Did he play for the Phillies? Don't know. He did play for the Phillies in Detroit. Let's go ahead and put Mark Lewis in the Phillies Tigers. Did not know he played for the Phillies. Zero wow. point zero zero 0.009. I love <laughs> he doesn't that. doesn't even have a character portrait. That's, that's with, That probably no means shot.
1: we're the only person who picked him. Yeah. That's All probably right. what that means.
4: 40 home runs. I mean, the easy one for the Phillies would be, uh, like, Mike Schmidt, who is maybe the most underrated baseball player ever. I'm trying to think if there's somebody else that we can put in there to to get a lower percentage. Because if that's the goal... Did Pat Burrell never hit 40 home runs? Let me look up Pat Burrell see if he ever hit 40. He did not hit 37 was his highest. Go ahead and put Mike Schmidt because he's from Dayton. Phillies 40 home run
0: season. Mike.
2: I assume Ryan Howard's probably the most used for that square.
0: Man, we, we're getting some low
1: percentage guys here, guys. 40 home run season, Blue Jays. Uh... Uh, Batista didn't hit one, did he? I believe he did. Was I not did...
4: saying Philly's Tigers? What? <laughs> Why is Trace calling me a dumbass? Uh, uh, I don't know. Can
2: we use another Reds legend for Blue Jays 40 home runs?
4: Yeah, you can use Edwin.
2: Yeah, sure. Encarnacion. Yep, Edwin. Oh, yeah, man.
1: Forgot he played for the Reds. That one, right? Just to make sure.
0: Edwin.
2: Yeah, Edwin
4: Encarnacion. Okay. Seven percenter. All right, what's the lowest we can get for a rookie of the year and a 40-home run guy?
2: Just to clarify, this does not mean 40 home runs in yes, his rookie correct. season.
4: Yes, no. correct. I, okay. I, I think no. it's only happened like once where a, a rookie has hit 40 home runs. So okay. um, I'm trying to see how far we can go back. Ooh, 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 ooh. I feel like this is going to have a low percentage. Give me Mike Piazza.
2: Yeah, that'll be good. Sub five.
4: Hit that X. I want to see it. it, dude. That is such a low score. Look at us.
1: Let's. That go. is a great score, guys. We really. Is that really point, does that say point six? Yeah, it says point six. Wow.
4: We got we got a 78 was our score. What a great score! 71. God, that might be. Dare I say? We could
2: have gotten better than Encarnacion with Josh Donaldson. We could have done
4: better than Zach Eflin.
2: I thought Donaldson would be higher than Encarnacion, not lower.
4: People people don't know who Mark Lewis is. Yeah, I have never,
1: ch- I, I've never heard of Mark Lewis, so please.
4: So Mark Lewis is a Hamilton native. Um, he actually coached at Hamilton High. Coach Trace and Sean when they were in youth sports was the second overall pick in the 88 draft. He hit like 24 home runs as a senior in high school and he only played like 25 games. He played for... A, a myriad of teams. He got full pension. He got replaced by the Indians. He was their starting shortstop. Got replaced. He wanted more money. His agent told him to hold out for more money. Um, the Indians went in a different direction. They went and got Omar Vizquel instead, and the rest is history there. But he has maybe one of the most – he has the only pinch hit grand slam in postseason history. So, Casey, I'm going to pull up a clip for
1: you. Oh, that's Mark Lewis? Yeah. I know the oh, – okay, okay, okay. I know, I know that. I didn't know. I did not. It know is that from that that was the Mark last
4: Lewis. time that the Reds won a division or won a postseason series.
1: Yes. Okay. I do oh, know so that. I did not tweet. know that that
4: was Mark Lewis. Here, send a tweet. Oh. Okay. Give me two seconds. We're doing this live. This is it. Send it to you, Casey. This was in the nineteen ninety five NLDS. So this is the last time that the Reds won a playoff series, and it was thanks in part to the city
3: that Elliot hates, Mark don't, Lewis. Don't do that. Don't do that. I love Hamilton. Yep. <laughs> Game three in the NLDS.
4: Bases juice. Mark Lewis coming off the bench. Former starter. Boom.
2: Seventeen. Riverfront
4: Stadium. Kelly, who, the oh, who the hell
3: Mark the Lewis track. is? I saw he had no face. He was given no. He was the <laughs> yeah. picture.
1: Did not. Did, did not have a. Uh, oh, poor Tommy.
4: Friend of the program.
1: Friend of the program. Tommy Lasorda. That was
0: Jersey. Huh, I,
4: I forget who was drafted in front of.
1: You want to win a
0: you he was
4: you the want second overall pick
0: and right here
6: you'll see and in the 1988
5: pass. draft.
4: Someone who had a decent career. And a curtain an call
5: for Lewis and Wells. Mark Lewis himself. had a
4: career in negative war.
5: The, the highest war in
1: Warren that Lewis, 1988 draft class
4: blocks. was Robin Ventura. 56 you know, career war. Most the famous for... Anyone? Gets Anyone? To the Anyone? What was Robin Ventura most famous for? Getting his ass kicked by 43-year-old Nolan, Nolan Ryan. Ryan. I was going to say a fight, but I couldn't remember which one. I was going to say
3: being a pet detective.
4: Also, also in <laughs> the... In that first overall, that first round draft choice was Jim Abbott, who, Casey, this is a fun little nugget for you. Huh. Jim Abbott pitched in the major leagues for quite a while,
1: over a decade, threw yep. a perfect
4: or threw a no hitter, only had one hand.
1: So I played with a guy in uh, Little League who only had one hand, and he pitched, and I was his catcher. It was incredible. I remember learning about Jim Abbott back in, in Little League because of him, and uh, I don't know if they. Like, what their connection was. You know, I don't remember. Jim Abbott's still alive, right? Believe in, yeah. yeah. I don't know if they if they ever met or what, but um, I know he modeled it, obviously, after him. And the way they switched their glove and to be able to pitch, like, finish your delivery and it, all in one motion, switch your glove over to be able to field and then be able to make a play defensively. It's incredible.
4: Yeah. J- Jim Abbott, he had, like, a nub. Of, he still had an arm. And he would put the glove there, have it ready to like slide his hand in real quick. So he'd throw the pitch, put his glove in, and be ready to field. And if he fielded the ball, he would then have to put it and grab the ball out, and flip it over to first base all in one movement. <laughs> Wild enough, he actually had at-bats in Major League Baseball. Had two hits.
1: Yeah, wow. What's yeah, my mind? friend was a, a very good hitter. I haven't talked to him in years, but he was a very, very good hitter. If you're on the bump
2: yeah. you can give up that hit as a Major League pitcher.
4: To answer You're trace is, <laughs> is seventy one on the grid elite. Yes, it is like golf. You want to get as low of a score as possible. They they add up all your percentage points. We got a seventy one on the Immaculate Grid. Oh, okay. That is elite elite.
1: Good. Uh Casey, do you have that do you have that quarterback tier? I do. Okay. I do fire it up. Also, did music just play in the background? Yeah, I heard, yeah I heard
0: it. Yeah, that was my bad. That was my bad. It's it's
3: something for later. Okay. Did you something see Jeff Van Gundy Sneak. was fired by? U. I West was camp? waiting
1: until after Casey's victory lap to and bring Jayla that Rose. up. We're gonna, get, Rose. we're gonna get we're gonna get to all that. Star- okay. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Started
3: the name Jalen. Hold on. What? We're gonna get to all that. Sorry, sorry, Paul. Please wait. <laughs> we might we might have to get to it now.
1: Oh <laughs> no! Oh no! Oh, No! Oh no! It's a disaster. So Jeff mean, Van Gundy. It's sad scenes in the office. It's an absolute disaster. Oh I'm, my I'm, god.
0: I'm clipping it. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm oh my snipping god. This.
1: Jeff Van Gundy fired by ESPN. Jalen Rose, too. I didn't see Jalen Rose. Rose. I'm, I'm
0: sealing Jalen
2: Rose
3: and Jeff Van Gundy.
4: Husband?
1: <laughs> Holy
3: cow. Yeah. Somebody's got to pay McAfee. Somebody's got to do it. I don't know. St- I... That's wild. It
2: is. Is, is Jalen Rose saying that he started the name Jalen one of the most outlandish claims anyone in sports media has ever made?
4: Yes. I ain't no crack house.
5: Nah.
2: He said that he, Which one? His, his, his mom named him Jalen. Yeah. And now and he was the first Jalen. And everyone after him, the name Jalen has become popular. That's Jalen Rose. Refuse to believe that.
1: Checks out checks out checks out yeah
3: wow jalen rose was fired
1: i mean he was horrible on tv
3: well i'm just kendrick perkins is worse far worse i I don't
2: know they both know nothing
4: about basketball and kendrick perkins is a
2: little bit entertaining
4: the greatest dm i've ever got is you are the skip bayless of butler county sports kendrick perkins bad that's just an incredible DM that I got.
1: Jolly Jolly pointing out more to come. ESPN has been cutting people both in front of the camera and behind the scenes for a while. Yep. It, they did wa- a wave of people in front of the camera. and think he didn't get fired, but Neil Everett just retired. Yep. Now, SportsCenter obviously is very different now than it was way back when. You know, it, you, you're know, you not getting your highlights the same way as when it was the 11 o'clock SportsCenter back in 2008, and you had to... Watch that Sports Center to figure out what happened around the league that day. This is not that.
2: You watch the same hour Sports Center four times.
1: Yeah.
4: Back to back to
2: exactly. back. Exactly. Then you realize it was
1: time to go to bed.
4: ESPN firing people, Chatterbox hiring people. Which ride would you rather be on right now? That's all I'm saying.
1: Hmm. Mm. Casey, throw that, throw that victory lap oh, up don't, on the screen. Don't mind
0: if I do. Don't mind if I do. Um. Obviously, as you can see there, Gino is at number ten. Top ten quarterback, the mouse is Aaron Rodgers bad. at eleven. Now, to be fair, Let's get to
2: the rest of the list. Uh, to be fair, the rest <laughs> of the
0: list is a little, uh, a little shaky. Um, Matthew Stafford's way too low on this list. He's at twenty-seven. That's one I didn't really notice. How many
4: touchdowns did he throw last year? That's right, Casey.
0: <laughs> he was hurt though. He was hurt. And well they aware. have I'm well aware. <laughs> he he, okay. he also has uh, Dak Prescott at six. Um, that's hilarious um Daniel Jones at 13 Jimmy G at 15 um yeah th- th- this is
3: uh Russ had a
0: bad year I know but
3: 28 you couldn't look at me in the eyes and tell me you'd rather have Jordan Love than Russell Wilson a notable notable omission on this power
4: ranking Love than this Will Levis no, I mean, you consider Oh Will, 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 Levis. Where no, Will he?
0: Levis where is Will Levis where is he Paul that's well,
4: he's, our not guy. Start, he's not starting.
2: he's not starting, this is starting quarterbacks Tannehill. Is it?
0: He should be
4: starting.
2: J- J- Jacoby Brissett? He's listed as their starter on their depth chart right
4: now. I just but he che- won't. Be. I just checked.
0: He won't be,
2: though. I
4: don't even care if it is just starting quarterbacks. He's a top 10 already. Will Lewis.
0: I agree. It's ridiculous.
4: Wasn't a top
2: 10 quarterback in this draft class.
1: Should have been.
0: I just love that Desmond Ritter is better on this list than Deshaun Watson. That makes me happy. <laughs> that makes me happy This inside. makes me think
2: Casey made this list.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Working for PFN now
2: I'll, too. I'll be honest, and,
1: when I saw this list, I thought this was a Casey graphic that he cooked up until I saw what uh, Twitter account it came from.
4: I, uh, I'm woke on this I tier list. Casey I, made it. I don't understand the discrepancy in a lot of lists of power rankings for quarterbacks that have Geno Smith and Jared Goff so so far apart. Because I feel like they had incredibly similar years last year. And then on top of that, like Jared Goff had prior better history he's been to a super yeah. bowl right like I, 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 I just don't understand like that's what one problem i always had with casey putting gino in the top 10 i was like but jared Goff isn't like they had similar years last year gino probably had a little bit of a better I, year but. i think I had, part of this forecasting
2: that was the weapons gino has sure yeah, uh, I he has
0: better uh, weapons i had Goff at like 12 or 13 i believe on my list no that's not even right i had i had him ahead of rogers did i have did i have golf ahead of gino I had to have. You did not. So I had Geno higher than top ten. You had Geno at nine, I believe. Then Goff at ten.
2: I, I'm not. I don't remember entirely. Yeah, I have. I, I have a I list in
3: front of me. Way. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He Gino was at eight.
4: And Goff was nine. Yeah. Okay. Top five most handsome quarterbacks in the league.
3: Ooh. One. Jimmy. Exclude Jimmy. Joe.
4: Over Joe. Exclude Joe. Jimmy Garoppolo. Joe?
3: Jimmy Garoppolo is the most handsome.
4: Exclude Joe. We're all. We're all going to say Joe.
3: Let's not be silly. So
4: who's three? We agree that them, them two are the first two.
3: Jalen Hurts is three.
4: Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is handsome. Right. Jalen Hurts is a good-looking fella.
2: I feel like Josh I mean, Allen. When what? Herbert gets that flow going, Herbert grows that hair out.
4: Sure. it's
2: a good-looking fella. What about, is, what
1: about Kirk? Is Jimmy Garoppolo a real person? Yes. I mean, <laughs> how does... Most like, I look, I look like this. He looks like that.
4: Yeah,
1: it's how the, it's the
4: Italian skin that, that, that the, the, the tan skin, that's what that's all you're missing, Paul. You're just missing a little tan.
1: Hey, hopefully I'm going to the beach, come yeah. back looking a little better next week. Maybe not. Probably not. Get that DP what's probably, special. What's probably going to happen is I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm probably just gonna get sunburned and then it'll all peel off. Not good. Uh, okay. Is there anything else that I'm forgetting that we haven't gotten to yet? I have checked all the boxes of topics. We that passed I,
2: that threshold a while ago.
1: It's June. Th- you know what this is? It's June 30th in the sports world. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And the Reds were off.
1: Last night. And the Reds were off last night.
0: Well, we can get into some in the vault material if you yeah. want. Let's yes, go in the can. vault, Casey.
3: Talk yes. about the zebra. The oh. zebra. Well, and and the let's chat. run the intro. We have the chat power rankings as well.
1: Well, yeah, we're get, we got eight minutes till we get to the chat power rankings. Oh, I'm sorry. Before
4: we hit this thing, Brian B, why do you want me fired? But move <laughs> on.
3: Ooh. I would like Reed hired. I'd like to be the first person to say that. Uh, oh, wait let's before
1: before we get into before we get into everything with uh, in the vault and everything else, just a little layout for the show. Not a hundred percent sure yet if we're gonna have a show on Monday. There will be no show on Tuesday. No show on Monday. No show Monday, Tuesday. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend. No show Monday, Tuesday. Back Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I am not here next week. Um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm in uh, New Jersey for my cousin's wedding. Uh, Elliot, you're not here on Friday, I believe, right? Friday, that's correct. So. I'll be in
3: Milwaukee. The Reds, uh, the Reds take on the Brewers. I'll be doing probably some emergency press conferences from there. Reds will win that series. Heading into the you're going All-Star to Milwaukee break? next week? Yes. Nice. Nice. Yes.
4: enjoy that thank you reed all right so you're going to the jersey shore
1: i am i'm going right next to where the jersey shore house uh like the the, the show was are you gonna, kind of are you gonna do any gtls gym tan
4: laundry
5: mm. not a
1: jersey shore guy no it was not no not a guido no no you, fist pump what uh Oops. what what about me makes you think that i would fit in well on the jersey shore I was just asking if you've seen the show. No, no. Uh, I mean, like, way back when, but I have no recall. Not a GTL guy. It. No. DJ Polly D, though. It's okay. my guy. I mean, my middle name's Daniel. So, hmm. Polly so D. So, that, that's what you went by when that you was used my to guy. spin tracks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Hmm. Right. He's still active. Uh, a friend of mine saw him in Vegas last week. I'm sure they're all still active. Well, Snooki's got a kid, doesn't she? Multiple, active. I think. That's proof Not... that she's
4: active.
2: That's prize, Paul.
1: I'm not still, surprised. I'm just saying that kids. she's tra- she's kind of you know, settling down. Settling down, I think. Mike, the situation is he still oh, in jail? Yeah. I think Love the situation Mike. is is he's got something going on right now, doesn't he? He's in a situation. He's, <laughs> he's he is situation. in a situation. situation. Hold on, hold on.
0: He's, he's is it tax evasion or was that? No, concerned? no, no. I am pretty sure.
1: Cool We're gonna in real time figure out what's up with Mike, with Mike the situation. Hold the
0: the
4: greatest moment in oh he also
1: is. Has a kid?
4: Well, yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of. They them all have
1: kids. have kids. Why am I surprised that they all have kids? They're of the age. Look at Quest. this nice little family from Mike the Situation. <laughs> Look <laughs> at it's, this nice the little situations. family. Situations. Yeah, they're They've all got yeah two situations. <laughs> they, they got there. a great family situation. The
4: greatest moment in television history was when they're in Italy. I used to watch Jersey Shore because, of course, I was 15 when it when it came out. So, of course, I was just drawn like a moth to a flame with that. And they're in Italy, and Mike the Situation has no way to express his emotions. So he does what we all rational human beings do, and he slams his head in a wall this solid. Slams his head in the wall this solid. And then the next scene is him just sitting on the couch in a neck brace. It's the greatest five seconds of TV history. I mean, he just slams his head in the wall and then is concerned as to why no one is worried about him wearing a neck brace the next scene. Great, great, television. great show.
1: Great show. Yeah, it's a few miles down the shore from where I'm going to be. It's uh it's, it's a nice spot. It's a great spot. Fun spot. They do charge you to go on the beach though, which is kind of wild. Yeah, you need tags to get on the beach. Yeah. It's kind of a wild scene. Beach Am I allowed to say that it's a nice area of New Jersey but that the beach is not a good beach. Like you walk in the water and it's just seashells everywhere and you feel like you're walking on glass. I don't
4: like like, uh, the Atlantic Ocean. Like, I don't like that. Like, I prefer the Gulf. Like, when I went to uh, Outer Banks, maybe, in the middle of June, and the water was freezing cold. I was like, do people do this? Like, what do people do, like, up in the hamp? Like, when you go all the way up there in Cape Cod and stuff like that, the water has to be, like, you can't go in the water. It's too terribly
1: cold. It's got to be a warm day, and you got to be really hot like on the beach to get in for a little bit and then hope that you get used to it. And then you're, you're not in long, right? You're not in long. Not refreshing at all. All right, let's get in the vault. Elliot, I'm going to go over to you here with with two things. And one, I need a statement from the desk of Elliot rearing (laughs) about the dump button.
3: About the dump, oh, we're, oh you're going to go there, huh? Yeah. Do you want to go there?
1: No, I don't need to go there. I just need you to address it because it's all over the chat.
3: Okay. I worked at a radio station who I will not name because they are a competitor. There was, a, there was an issue. There was some sort of issue where a dump button was not pushed. That was not me. I would like to get out in front of that. That was not me. I was not in the building when the dump button issue occurred.
1: Okay, that's all.
3: The
5: okay. timing of Next.
2: your employment switch—that's
5: what up. I think. That's the, what people. Yeah, are the asking. employment
3: switch was rather soon. No further comments. Okay. That's probably for the best. On a positive note, Elliot. <laughs> Thanks, t- Paul. That was fun. On a positive. That was a fun segment. Let's do that every week. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's called the dump segment. <laughs> on a po- where Paul just dumps something <laughs> on me.
5: <laughs>
1: on a positive note, Elliot.
3: <laughs> yeah. You started the week zero two
1: on the Z Brazilianairs. I did.
3: Some are saying it's the greatest comeback in the history of the sport. For the second week being gambling,
1: for the second week in a row, you are two and two going into Friday's Zillionaire.
3: It's a big day. Trace has made fun of me for this when it comes to clutch time. When it's not cutting time, nobody is worse than I. Well, maybe Ian Jabot.
2: The Reed Mouse Clutch Gene. is what it's called.
3: The Reed Mouse Clutch Gene. I didn't. It does not exist. He said that. I didn't say that, Reed. I love he did you. Did score
4: the game when he run in the cable, cable league this
2: week. Reed, I
3: love you. Don't let anyone You're tell tough you I to don't. Pair. Um Yeah, but I, I'm I'm now two and two. A great day yesterday. I was concerned that the Dodgers game was going to be canceled, and I wasn't going to get an honest victory. They won 14-3 or something, so I got my honest victory. Today, I won't spoil it. I, we spoiled it yesterday. I'm going to wait for the video to come out today. I'm going 3-2 and two this week. I always do this for some reason. 3-2 uh, and two this week. This will be my first win for the Zebra Brazilianaires. If I were to win tonight, I love my chances. Love them. First dry week? First dry week. We're going for a dry week, baby. What's your confidence level out of ten? Can't be high. Two. Yeah. One. Maybe one. Yeah. Might be one. Are we getting a Are we you're, getting a juiced Paul? Again? Do you think Paul? Do you think gambling's easy? You were two and zero oh in
2: your
1: Paul, last two.
3: Paul, I, you're making it look easy. Paul, when you galloped across the camera <laughs> hours ago. Yeah. Gambling isn't that easy, man. It's not as easy as a gallop, and I know zebras can gallop, but but gambling is no joke, and I have been. I've tried my best. If you, I'd argue that I would meet – Jacob and I were debating this. I think if you took the Z Brazilianaires every time, I'd have to go back and do some math on that. I think you're still plus money or at least even money. So we'd have to go check that out. It's a bold claim. It's a bold claim, but I think I'm right. Uh, I won't spoil today. I can, go, I can give just one pick, though. I will take Cleveland Guardians alternate line minus 7.5. That's not a shtick. They're playing the Cubs. Not a shtick. Not a shtick, though. Jacob.
2: I like the Reds today. I think you know you Darvish. Uh, I think the Reds could win today, but I'm gonna take Graham Ashcraft over two and a half earned runs. That that line seems excruciatingly low. Minus one fifty, I'm bet
1: You Darvish was scratched. It is not it is not you so Darvish. No, Darvish. No, it is not you Darvish pitching tonight, so you're going with the uh
2: Graham Ashcraft Graham over Ashcraft. earned runs.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, I am going to go with God. The Reds are plus money on the money line at home. Is there a boost? Bet Fred boost Reds. Graham Ashcraft over three and a half strikeouts and Reds to win. Fifty dollar max, plus two fifty. Like Boosted that. from plus two fifteen. I'm in.
2: Ashcraft K's scares me.
1: We're contradicting ourselves here, but I'm in. Why not? Value. Nobody finds ways to lose on the Reds better than me.
3: You know how there's Dream Weaver night? Ashcraft night's the same thing, except it's an auto loss. You just That's lose. You just lose on Ashcraft. You, you wake runs. up. This offense knows there's no chance. You can score 35. Ashcraft's on the bump. Nah. We'll see you in left center for the fourth home run of the night for the Padres. <laughs> Brutal. But good luck, Paul. I wish you luck, man. I wish you luck. Thanks. Casey?
1: I don't think that was very. No, it wasn't sincere. genuine. Mouse no,
3: it wasn't crab, genuine. Mouse cops no. Res- the you meant no cake. respect there. No, there was no respect. No genuine. <laughs> go ahead, Casey.
0: Oh man, I've been looking. I've been searching, and uh, I am going to go with an Ellie prop. Uh, let's see here. Ellie. Uh, do they not have Ellie up? That's strange. They do not have Ellie on here. So, oh no, they do. I'm going to do over on the singles hit, which is minus 110 for
1: Ellie.
4: Max Kellerman was let go as opposed to Jolly. Max (laughs)
1: Kellerman, Jay Williams, and Keyshawn Johnson. Wow. Jay Williams too? Or is he just getting his show cut? Is Jay Williams getting fired?
2: Jay Williams is one of my favorite tweets ever on the Twitter app. Yes. congratulating the Boston Celtics on hiring their first black head coach, which was actually their third. <laughs> black
3: head coach. Coming they, on the heels of Doc Rivers, Max, Max Kellerman the first gone. First black head coach yes. and Bill Russell. Max Kellerman is confirmed gone. Wow! Wow!
2: It's wild. Max Kellerman, Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Steve Young, and Susie Colbert. Now you Susie Colbert are all gone at too? risk.
4: They're all you at risk. You guys are new to. Uh, Whoa. I mean, Paul. In case you guys have been working here for about a year, but anytime. Because, Tom, working here at Chatterbox, anytime a, f- a famous person in the media gets, loses their job, people will text me and just be like, hey, you guys getting – it's not far from – you guys going to get Max Kellerman? <laughs> like, like, Let's we, do it. There, there will be Chatterbox. people that will be like, you guys going to hire this person? You guys going to get this
2: like, – the, the Kellerman-Brenneman first take would be awesome. It,
5: that would be great. It would be a show. <laughs> that would be awesome. It would be a show. <laughs> If, right.
3: Mar- if Martians had the death beam pointed down, I'm taking Iguadal.
4: <laughs> Max Kellerman, low key, a huge baseball guy. Loki. key.
1: Uh, did you guys both go in the. <laughs> Reed, Spencer, you have not.
4: Sp- Spencer's steer over RBIs, plus 165. got I hit one. Are you doing a pro Reds shtick
2: now? What, what's this? You, you bet against the Cubs two nights ago. You it won? I know, but I, I feel it, you know. Took the under last night, right. that one. Next week, right? next
3: week we're bringing back records, so Reed can't do the shtick game anymore when he's when he makes these bets. So that'll clear this up. Rick, clear this Rick
1: Broering points out Susie Colbert doing color commentary for Miami Redhawks baseball next spring. Gets good, Susie to chatterbox. Nice. Let's get it done. Is she going to get fired though?
2: I don't know. I don't know.
1: Or is she just—it's
2: at risk. Was that group I just Damn. named?
1: Those are some names.
2: I mean, you gotta think they have three Steve Youngs, like <laughs> the ex football player that doesn't really yeah. know a whole lot and can provide a face to the booth. Like
3: still wild. They gotta pay McAfee. They gotta pay him. All right, chat
1: power rankings. What does that comment mean from PB's ghost? What? Keep
4: Ray away from her if you do. What? What? <laughs> what are we doing here, PB? Alright, let's do chat power rankings, guys. Dude.
1: Jolly Jollies. Never mind. Go ahead. Do you have any chat power rankings? Gra-
4: graphic. Put it put up the box box lunch graphics. Oh, okay. And I'll get I'll get it rolling. Hang on, let me update this. Yep, here we go. Ready, okay. There we there go. It is.
1: Honorable mentions.
4: Alright. Guys, thank you for a great week in the chat. Obviously, Tom was gone most of this week. It was fun to be on the show. I didn't get to see a whole lot of the show chat last week, but you guys have all done great this week. We thank you for supporting the show. We have a lot of fun um, sharing our week with you guys. So without further ado, let's get into the chat power rankings. Starting number one is the honorable mention list. Um, we've got Brian B., who, although he tries to get me fired, and I still don't understand why. Was it – Oh, it's because I missed um, Chatterbox Reds when the the Reds swept the Cubs at Wrigley Field, which was – a tough time for me, but I'm. I'm it kind of catapulted where the Reds are today. So you guys are welcome for that. Uh, Roger Strauss, new to the chat. A lot of exclamation points, very loud. But Roger Strauss, thank you for being in the chat. Kevin, um, I thought Kevin was a Hamiltonian for a while, but he had a chat today um, that made me think that he wasn't a Hamiltonian. So I had to keep him in the honorable mention. Then Drew Garrison. Drew, as always, thank you for for – Joining in with uh with Chatterbox, it was fun talking with you yesterday, um, and we're excited for the future. On this chatter, a couple of Reed Mouse favorites. We got the real real Spirit Cat one. He is not only great in the chat. He hasn't been a lot in the chat this week, but he's also a great follow on Twitter. Um, so the real Spirit Cat is great. Jordan Earhart, I love Jordan, fellow uh, fellow Hoosier fan. So we bond over that. C.J. Effler's. He doesn't make the top five, but he is committed to play on the Chatterbox Metro softball team. So oh, we, we locked that down? Well, you said it in the chat. So oh, okay, we, All right. So if we do do the team, I'd put that at about a 50-50 shot right now. CJ, you're in the circle. You're on your toe in the rubber. You're pitching. Good luck. We wish you the best. Um, Fred M. Because why not? Um, coming up next is people who matter the most before we get into the, the top chat. Um, people who matter the most, is anyone from Hamilton. This lovely city um, founded in 1791 is a beautiful city. It's a really good one. It's,
3: a re, it's the it's the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my entire life. That's not even a shtick. Yeah. With all due respect. With all
5: due
4: respect. Right. So I will never <laughs> understand why people get so 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 much hatred that Hamilton gets. I understand that it had a, a rough history, but if you've been here in the past 10 years, you understand – how beautiful of a town it is. Everyone that is from Hamilton really does love it, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of pride that comes from Hamilton. One day I will not let bad things being said against Hamilton offend me so much. But for right now, they do. I don't understand why people in this room who get their employment from this city um, actively talk bad about it.
3: I've never done that, so I don't yep. know who you're talking about. Dishonorable
4: mention goes to the Wagner Group. Um, <laughs> I mean – how are you going to half ass a, a coup? I mean, it was just a prank. Right. <laughs> How are you going to half ass that coup?
2: They showed you the cameras. Go
4: after it. I mean, you got all the way to Moscow. I mean, we just didn't let that chef cook long
1: enough. <laughs> I'll be honest, I couldn't really see that picture, and it kind of looked like Mike Ehrman Trout. That's here. exactly what I
2: was
4: going to say.
1: I thought that's who that was. All right. All right. Um,
4: we've expanded the chat power rankings to six. <laughs> Big expansion. Alex Wallace. That's my guy. That's my guy. Let's go, Alex. Come on, Alex. Let's go. I love to see it. We love Alex.
1: He's had a great week. We love Alex.
4: Great, fantastic week. Fellow Hamiltonian, he didn't disclose where I live, although he found out where I live over on the west side. He found a a W flag. That is where I live. Um, What a great picture, too. Look at that smile. Looks like he got some nice sunglasses. Just a mainstay in the chat. Has been with Chatterbox since this show has started back in September, we're approaching quickly on our one year anniversary. So, thank you for everyone. That's, I, I, that's I told
1: you guys I was watching like the second or third show ever, and I, one of the only comments because the chat was not active back then. There were like five comments on the show. Alex Wallace was one of them. Let's well,
3: go. Shout out to you, Alex. Let's go, Dedicated. Alex. Dedicated.
4: Dedicated.
1: All right. Let's uh, number five. Where
4: would a chat power rankings brought to me be without. Ever Henry, I'm a big Everett fan. Always have been. We've got the Ramley going on. Um, I think that Everett is a good litmus test in this chat. If Everett is on your side, you're probably on the right side of things. I think he's a good compass for the chat. Everett, consistent as, as it can be. He's the Spencer Steer of the chat, if I had to give an analogy. I'm wow, a big okay. Spencer Steer Everett fan. Everett
3: hates me. I don't know why, but he hates me. That's I'm why playing said, golf with him, and he hates me.
4: That's why I said it's a good litmus test. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tuft.
3: Number four, Tim Hennessy. Yes. Yes, that's my pitcher right there.
2: Henny Friday's, baby. I was on his
3: baseball team. He's a leader of men. He could throw. I remember uh, eighth grade, he was throwing 90-mile-per-hour gas. Gas against, I don't know who we were playing, probably victory. Tim Hennessy's my pitcher. That's my guy. Sorry, Reid, I interrupted.
4: All right, Elliot spoke so highly about him, so I'm going to have to redo the chat power. (laughs) No! No! Tim, congrats on no. a great week. Congrats on your first time, I believe, in, in the, the chat power rankings. You earned it number four. Uh, number three, it is without a doubt the person that comments on my attire more than even my wife, and that is Paul <laughs> Brown's ghost. Paul Brown had a great week. We know what happened in that shower earlier this week, so congrats on that. Also in the chat, been fantastic as always. I appreciate the the ribbing that you give me. I think – Just had a great week all all the way around, PB. Not much else to say. Um, Coming in at number two, a new to the chat power rankings. It is white Sammy Sosa. Mostly because he was buttering me up in this chat. Also, his name has something to do with Sammy Sosa, who's my favorite baseball player of all time. And thirdly, I just wanted to show this immaculate picture of the slamming Sammy himself. What is he wearing? He's in a full cowboy garb. That's what we call
2: the reverse Michael Jackson read. Hmm? Oh, oh, I guess not. it's the same way. Not yeah, mm-hmm. it's the same way. It's the same <laughs> way. <laughs> For what it's worth, Sammy Sosa
4: was never black. He is oh, no. Hispanic, but
2: <laughs> visually. <laughs> no. <laughs> hmm. Number one, Reid. white.
4: White Sammy Sosa also. Uh... <laughs> He's also a, a real estate mogul in Dubai now. So shout out to Slam and Sammy. Um, before we get to number one, we got some special consideration. Uh, The player formerly known as Mouse Cop, I'm specially considering you for banning you from the chat. So, (laughs) I'm just kidding, Mouse Cop. Where would this chat be without you? You, you, You're not going to be in my top five. You never will. But this is me just just showing a a wee bit of love. Um, Also special consideration, um, Elliot Rearing. Hopefully this picture comes out. It didn't. It didn't come out. <laughs> well, well <enough. laughs> um, my friend asked me. He sent this picture, and he said, "Just point blank, what are we doing here?" And I'm glad that the heel, that the hip is healing. I, I really do hope you feel better, Elliot. I know
3: we have some fun on this show.
4: I like you just a wee bit.
3: I read, no shtick. I love you. Yeah. Hard, hard, hard L. I love you. Yeah.
4: Sounds like no shtick. And we've been we've been tiptoeing around this one for quite a time, quite a while. I'm surprised he's never been number one, but it is without a doubt the biggest sports fan in the chat. It is Please Ronnie Smith.
1: Let's go! Big, Let's time. Go, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Big time,
5: Ronnie! Come on, Ronnie! Come on, Ronnie!
2: <laughs> it is funny that keeps us on track.
4: That some some people in the chat some people in this room have been pushing for ronnie smith to be number one but when it's their time to pick the chat power rankings decide to put mouse cop in front of ronnie smith i don't know if it's a shtick i don't know what it is i don't know how you can constantly campaign for someone to be number one but ronnie smith you deserve to be number one this week congratulations no one is more deserving than ronnie smith he should win it every week unless Leif erickson comes back
2: back to back number ones to off the list entirely for mouse cop that's brutal. That's like tough. I said, he will
4: never he will never crack the top five as long as I'm in this. As long as I'm making the the chat power rankings, but it's all love for for Sebastian.
1: Ron, oh, oh. government name. Government name again. Ronnie, congratulations, Ronnie. Sir Boy Wonder, no love for Sir I Boy actually, Wonder. I actually, so this
4: is for what it's worth. I meant to put Sir Boy in honorable mention, and I just it, it escapes. You know, you're you're constantly when you're putting these lists together, you're you're trying to give everyone who is well deserving. Um, Sirboy, you're an honorable mention. I just forgot to put it up.
3: Sirboy's so. always in my top five, but to be fair, to be fair, Sirboy was very busy this week. He wasn't in the chat a ton this week, so this is the. Cr- I mean, Sirboy yeah, had a lot to do this week. He's, he's a lot to do. Lot. Uh, he carries he carries my paycheck on his back, so thank you, Sirboy. He's promoting Chatterbox merch on Twitter like it's his job too. So we it, love Sirboy. You
1: know, we joke a lot here about the chat. and to, Just to get serious for a second, and Trace has said this a lot uh, on Chatterbox Reds, but I don't know how much we've said it here on this show that there was a point back in middle of November where we had 30 to 40 people watching consistently. And if we shut our laptops at the end of a show and there were 50 concurrent viewers at one point in the show, we felt like we crushed it that day. And now on a bad day, we have a hundred people in here and we have 50 people alone in the chat because I know a lot of you will watch this on smart TVs or watch it in ways that you can't chat in so we have 50 people active in the chat and i remember there were points back in late october early november where we would always say after the show we just need 30 or 30 or 40 surboys that was our measuring stick
4: surboy surboy wonders where before nutcutter nation we, we said we need like you said we we, we we need more sir
1: boys we need more sir boys and lo and behold as time has gone on as i i have said it now multiple times this week this is the seventh month in a row that off the bench has seen consistent growth and not just like flat line maybe two percent growth i'm talking a straight 45 degree angle up on the uh, on the podcast charts and downloads and everything else um I, I just wanna say thank you to each and every one of you now that we're, we're halfway through the calendar year. It's June 30th. We're turning the calendar to the 4th of July. Training camp's coming up soon. Um, but you know, to, to, to Wonder to, to everybody here in the chat, uh, we can't thank you enough. And we also can't thank you enough to everybody that has already bought the merch. Four shirts, buying four shirts from the Chatterbox store gets you four shirts, a riverboat ticket, unlimited food and two beers to the July 17th Reds game that is an incredible deal that is an incredible deal you can do that online you can buy four shirts buy a hundred dollars worth of merch which is four shirts because that's all we have in the store right now is $25 shirts so buy four shirts you go in there and you can get yourself a ticket to the Reds game you have to add the Reds game, the ticket to the cart, and then use the code to get the, uh, to get the discount. I saw some people last night trying to figure that out. Elite, I, merch, designs
3: elite well. yes. merch designs. Elite merch designs. I personally love the Harambe. And I'll do this right now. I'll, I'll get a picture of it this weekend or maybe next week. Anybody who sends me a receipt, DMs me, and maybe we could do maybe DMs Chatterbox Sports. I will – whoever – all the people who buy merch, just one piece of merch – I will personally auction off a Sean Casey signed baseball. So anybody who buys merch, send the receipt. We'll spin your name on a wheel. Winner, Trace will do it. Whoever wins it gets a Sean Casey signed baseball as well.
1: That's generous of you, Elliot. Yeah, well, no. I, well,
3: it's generous of the, of the fans of Chatterbox. So again, we'll, we'll maybe, DM, maybe DM Chatterbox. With a receipt of what you have bought, you will be entered into a contest. We spin a wheel. Winner gets a Sean Casey autographed baseball. I'll have a picture sometime this weekend. The mayor. All right.
1: Thank you to each and every single one of you for watching off the bench. Half the year is done. We have half the year left to go. And the back half of the year is the busiest, most exciting part of the year because you have football, you have baseball, you have potentially a division championship race coming down the line. There is a lot to talk about over the next six months here in 2023, and hopefully it brings a division championship to the city of Cincinnati, and hopefully it means a pretty good regular season for the Bengals too. Uh, but half the year is done. Half the year is left to go. And we also have to decide where we want to go to lunch today for the uh, last time before we take a Ooh. 4th of July holiday. Let's
2: put the Grimace shake on the Where
1: way. are we going? Yes, Grimace. Let's
3: put the Grimace shake on McDonald's the way. has to be on the I
1: street. would very much prefer to go to McDonald's because I have to eat a very big dinner at about 4.15 to okay. carry me over through the – Taylor Swift concert, so a double cheeseburger kind of gets me there. Okay. So. Getting there. It does getting there. Okay. I'd like to switch between either Subway you, and what McDonald's. You think,
3: what are you thinking about?
1: What am I thinking about? Yeah. Ah. Oh. We got to dump this segment.
3: Okay. All right. We'll dump it. Okay. I was just wondering. I was just wondering.
1: Okay.
3: I was just wondering. I didn't say anything.
1: I, you I, were just asking the question. I was just asking
3: a question. Okay. It's a joke, clearly, but I. I wasn't asking. I didn't say a word.
1: Thank you, Roger. Told me to have fun tonight.
3: Reed doesn't like me now. Reed's giving me a death stare. Reed's still staring at me.
1: Taco Bell gone. No lunches on the list? Whoa. What do we got? No lunch. Stop! 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 stop. Oh, oh no.
0: no. Oh no. I went to McDonald's.
1: Oh Did no. Did Sonic make
0: the list? No. No.
1: <laughs> <I
0: can't see. laughs> we went there twice in one month. I think we're good. Oh, I definitely uh, forgot to take McDonald's off. Whoa.
2: Double, double gone.
0: Now it's doubly gone.
3: Chick-fil-A didn't make the list either.
5: Ooh. oh that's big man copy. that's big winner i, re- Thank God. I big really
3: i really
1: wanted a whopper
3: I you yes i did nobody's ever wanted that.
1: i do i would love i, I you're would love staring a whopper. at me
3: again you're it's, talking you're
4: staring it's, at me see
1: it canes
4: like do you want me to not look at you when you're talking yes or
3: do you want me to do what you do and never look at someone when you're talking oh, oh that's, that's mean. low that was so mean. that's low that's what they teach Close you in public speaking class reed that's what they teach you. See ya, Wendy's. Oh, man. We're,
1: no lunch. I can't go to Firehouse. That's too big. I, I, I have no lunch up here right now. I, I'm not going to lunch because I'm not going to Panda. I can't do Firehouse.
3: Can I guess I'm driving to, alone to let's McDonald's. Let's just go to Sonic and call it a day, yeah?
1: Don't tease, Mousecat.
3: Making my way downtown. Walking fast, faces passing homebound
1: panda all right everybody thank you very much for watching off the bench this week it's been a lot of fun sitting up here at the desk but don't worry tom will be back next week thank you to everybody for watching the show thank you for uh for having me up here i thought we had some great discussion through the week and uh red start their series tonight with the with the padres and then go to washington next week a lot to catch up on on wednesday When we see again, this has been off the bench. We'll see you Wednesday. Have a great 4th of July. Enjoy your time with family and friends, and we'll see you next time right here from chatterbox.